and welcome to episode 394 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. I'm Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the webcomic Vanguard, Dan Butcher. Hello. And the OPP, Tony Esmond. <laughs> you know me. <laughs> hey. hey, we didn't even practice that, did we? No, no. <laughs> But we may have been listening to some absolute classic tunes before we start yeah. recording. <laughs> oh dear, hip hop hooray! It's another episode of of this show, and uh, yeah, we're here to inform this week as well as entertain and recommend yeah. some comics. And Maybe enrage. Um, <laughs> well, there's go, go straight for that enrage <laughs> social media yeah. dollar. Yeah. Let, let, <laughs> Well, if you've downloaded the episode, it's too late now. We've already got the stats. No, um, <laughs> no, but um, we're going to talk about a, a sort of area of art and um, that this could affect the comic book medium going forward. This mm. is this is AI art. Well, I've um, not heard of that before. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, it seems to be all the rage. But we want to. Know, but um, we're kind of. Well, not kind of. We are uninformed about a lot of things. That's why we started the show, so we can learn stuff. Um, so we've got a little interview with some friends of the show to talk a bit more about it. But before we do so, we have to thank some other friends of the show. Our lovely sponsors, Comic House. Yes, You're supposed to go do. yay at that moment. Yay! Fucking <sighs> love Comic House. I love them. <laughs> right, I'd like bit. to kiss them. Yeah. yeah. On their mouths. Comic House is an indie Hello. comic marketplace with a difference. They love indie comics just as much as we do. And you lovely people out there do. And there's a huge selection of titles on the Comic House database. If you self-publish as well, you can list your book on there. It's another avenue to get your work out to the masses, as is the digital app. Yes, if you've got digital mm. copies of your comics, then add them to the Comic House library and people who have subscribed to it can check it out for free it's a subscription service about three pounds a month you get access to an enormous library of digital indie comics which has been added to all the time um stuff from us past guests probably future guests and more is on there it's three pounds a month and for that you know it's you get loads for your money loads really. of comics yeah. loads of comics yeah there's a lot on there actually yeah, yeah. Yeah, so um, go check it out. Find out more about a 14-day free trial and dive headfirst into the world of indie comics that we talk about every week at comichouse.com. Thank you very much to them for sponsoring the show as always. Yeah, thanks, Pete. Mm. Sticking by us. Yeah, (laughs) sticking by us. (laughs) Yes. Um, Yeah, so we're going to actually... We've got some stuff to say as well, I think, and talk about and discuss about this particular topic, because as soon as you use those two letters of the alphabet that I mentioned earlier, immediately the heckles go up on some people's necks. <laughs> it's, it's mad, you know, I've started calling, because I message Al Henderson all the time, I've started calling him Alan. Yeah. If, when you type A- A-L, you know, uh, large yeah. A, you know, yeah. it looks like so I've started calling him Alan. <laughs> yeah. watching uh, Haley Joe Osman. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> so, you know, there was there's obviously much we can discuss and we've got our own opinions but as always this show is mainly about like our opinion nothing nothing we say is the law not legally Um, binding not legally binding so we're going to discuss a bit more between ourselves and it'll probably get well you know i see it'll probably get a bit silly and nonsensical afterwards and but maybe maybe we might just learn something from this which is why we decided to um, i did yeah we decided to get together with a couple of friends so i tell you what, enough of us. Listen to this. 
Okay, with all the talk of AI art and things changing week on week, we wanted to be a bit more informed about it all on this show. Um, we rant about a lot of things, but occasionally we like to be informed. Um, it's a controversial topic, obviously, so we've called in a couple of friends to discuss it, and hopefully we'll all learn a bit more by the end of this. I'm going to learn a load, I think. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, we totally will, because we literally know nothing. And that, I mean that on a <laughs> weekly basis. Um, this week, we're joined by friends of the show, the one and only JWC and her husband, Sal. Hello. Hi. Hi, everybody. Hey, guys. How you doing? Have you on? It's yeah. wonderful to speak to you guys. Now, just to give you a bit of background, as well as being the artist of the wonderful Citric Art, JWC has also published the graphic novel Creating with Code, a fun exploration of computer-generated images and machine learning. That's a hell of a title. Yeah. And, and also uh, a dissertation focused on how new technology can support rather than supplant existing creative practices. That might be the most intelligent sentence Spot on. I've ever said yeah. on this show. I don't um, even know what a dissertation is. <laughs> so I'm impressed with that. <laughs> uh, Sal himself is a computer scientist. Um, his PhD was on sort of building more robust deep learning algorithms using ideas from geometry for applications in computer vision. Did I get all that right, guys? Yes. yes. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> I feel like a big chief. So, wow, that's the most intelligent five minutes I've had of. I'm going to pass out after that. that. Yeah. Never... <laughs> <laughs> um, now, firstly, thank you very much for joining us. Um, so, and just to kick us off, um, in the most basic ways, this may sound like a simple question. That there's probably a lot of people out there like us that don't know too much about it. How would you both sort of define AI art? And that sort of work. Well, that is actually, I don't think that's a simple question at all. I think that's a very good question because I think both AI and art are things that have kind of fuzzy definitions, mm. you know? So we, yeah. we all have people who discuss like, oh, what is art and what isn't art? And in terms of, you know, things that are made with computer algorithms, it's kind of fuzzy into what is considered artificial intelligence versus what isn't. Mm -hmm. Um, I think the art discussion is another discussion entirely, so maybe I'll focus on sort of what we mean by artificial intelligence, cool. I guess. Yeah, yeah so so when you think of, like, obviously there's computer programming that can be used to create art as well, where you have, like, a series of instructions and it can generate, like, an image or a sound or something like that based strictly on, like, the instructions that someone directly codes in, right? So that's... Uh, computer generating art but it's computer generating art that a person has specifically put in, in instructions and the computer is just executing them whereas i think artificial intelligence is a, a when you're using a type of algorithm that based on let's say what you input into it it's not a direct translation it's almost the algorithm itself can change what it's outputting based on potentially like the type of data being fed in, but it's in a more complex way that the person who designed it can't exactly predict. And there's several different types of algorithms that could be put under this umbrella term of artificial intelligence, um, with diffusion models being the thing that people are, you know, interested in right now, because that's, you know, the reason we're having this conversation is because of the new models like Dolly and stable diffusion that can generate these images from text. That's, all based on diffusion models, but that is just one type of artificial intelligence. That's really a broad spectrum. Yeah. So what is a diffusion? What did you call it? Diffusion generator. So what is that? 
So I would actually, I think Sal would be the right person oh, to cool. sort of go into more detail on yeah. that. Yeah. Um, so maybe I'll start off by giving a little more broader context about AI itself. So AI, I mean, it has maybe if you like take a textbook of, about AI, it may have some definition, but you know, where people use AI in broader society is not maybe the same way. Okay. Yeah. AI itself mm -hmm. as the field probably originated, you know, uh, long ago. Let's say maybe early fifties, maybe. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, that's maybe I don't really remember. Maybe that's around maybe people started using term AI. You know, Alan Turing famously uh, wrote papers about it. Um, no, Asimov. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. Um, so. <laughs> Like you can think of AI as initially being something which would artificial intelligence, but a system which would mimic human intelligence. Maybe that was the original yeah. goal. Yeah. Um, and it probably still is to some extent. Uh, now maybe people call this broad goal artificial general intelligence because maybe many there are AIs which are more narrow, maybe specific, you know, for specific tasks, maybe something like uh, image generation from text could be called an AI. Mm. But it's only for that one task, and you know, humans are obviously good at a lot. Of or like playing stuff. chess or something like that. Yes. They're yeah, playing chess, course. but it's not. Yeah, you can't, can't build tax forms for you. So, <laughs> uh, um, so, so I mean, what is AI is sort of uh, you know it depends on uh, whom you ask. I mean, for someone like me, AI would be something that it's just, you know tries to simulate. Intelligence, but intelligence itself is not a very well-defined term. Um, okay. And and usually, okay, let's say AI involves things like being able to learn from data. Maybe it, it, it understands the world, predicts how the world changes based on its own actions. You know, things like that could be part of AI. Uh, but that's sort of, that's probably all what we need to know about AI. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And I mean, and I think of machine learning as some a smaller field of AI. Uh, part of AI where we can use data-driven methods to learn rules about the world. So uh, the, and, yeah. the, the, with the DALI and the uh, the other engine you mentioned, yeah. that, that would be the, as you referred to, like the data collection, and that would interpret those text or images into imagery. Is that how it works? Right. So DALI, for example, uh, or imaging from Google or stable diffusion, those are all uh, diffusion-based models, DALI-2, I should say. Right. Um, th those are all um, uh, based on what is now called a deep learning algorithm. Um, right. And deep learning itself is just one special kind of machine learning algorithm. Maybe that's how we should all think about mm -hmm. this. Yeah, so there's artificial intelligence, and within that there's machine learning, which is a subcategory, and then within that there's deep learning, which yeah. is an even more specific subcategory right. of okay. machine learning. Okay. And then... Uh, and then um, a diffusion model is one kind of a deep learning based system. So would that be and, on, in Photoshop, there's like a process where you can t tell the, the, the software to like isolate an image from the background. Would that be uh, an example of the, the the kind of algorithm that, that we're could, talking about? Here? Uh, that's one, that's, uh, that's one, uh, one possible application of such an okay. algorithm. Uh, so the way all these things work, the way machine learning works, deep learning works, is uh, having um, a, a ton of data, which we call training data. And then you have, uh, let's say, a neural network in the case of deep learning, which has a lot of 
or tunable knobs or parameters. And you essentially, what you do is called training. You you feed it, feed this model a lot of training data, and you mm. tune those parameters so that it gets, it does what you want it to do. Right. So essentially, uh, um, I mean, we call it learning. And mm. in machine learning, this is this process is called learning. The model is learned from data. So so I think a lot of the kind of uh, high emotions, I'll call it that, uh, uh, from the artistic community is the fact that they're concerned that the the, the data that's been fed into these uh, the machine learning has essentially just been everything. Like there's been no sort of limit to what what's been pumped in, put into it. So they're concerned that <clears throat> what's been coming out the other side is like copyrighted material or it's it's, it's taking bits of work from someone who's who didn't give consent uh, uh, what right. how much what does that what what sort of ground does that sort of fall on if you know is I mean? that right i know we talked about that before generally i think we had a chat on the the slack about where they're sourcing the material from. yes is, is that right yeah. so it's just everywhere so as far as i understand that yeah they just have it's essentially yeah. they're they, well, it depends on whom we're talking yes, about. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Uh, different yeah. people are using different methods. So right. it's, it's important not to be have a blanket statement about everybody. Yeah. Um, okay. If we look at DALI 2 or Image, I don't know what, mm -hmm. what they use. Yeah. Right, okay. In the case of stable diffusion, I think uh, the most recent one uses what is called the Lion uh, 5 billion or database. Yeah, which has, is a database of 5 billion images. Images, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> So did five did, billion or two billion? I, guess. I think it was five billion. So where, where right. is that? Yeah. Where do they get they that source from? Them. Is it you know? Is that yeah. bought or is it you know? Yeah, I I believe that one. It it was the original data set was taken from images on the internet, yeah. and but the original data set it was designed for, I believe it it was like an academic or a not academic, but it it was for research. It was not okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's still for research. Um. And so essentially the idea is that it's just making data, data available to researchers so that they can, you know, see theoretically what kind of things can right. be made. It's kind it of wasn't working originally... in the same way, uh, um, like a Google search, you know, you do a Google image search and, and that just, <laughs> that's looking for things on the internet, isn't it? Basically, is that, yes. that's essentially <laughs> a similar uh, sort of thing? Yeah. yeah. I think there's, um, yeah. So initially there was somebody who, I think, I can't remember who crawled internet and you, it had all sorts of URLs to images and uh, text pairs. And so this oh, line essentially, I think, takes those image text pairs and puts them in a separate. Right. So we sort of find ourselves so in a situ situation where like... The, yeah, when you train this diffusion model, essentially you're querying those URLs and getting those images right. from wherever they are and uh, corresponding text pairs. So, text so when they... Yeah. When they do that, guys, so they crawl. They crawl the internet for this this set of of data. You know these five billion images, um, and then they mix. Do they mix them to become an image, or you know how many how many of those images are dictated to become a single image that comes out the other end? You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's not like, as far as I understand, it's not a straightforward thing like that. So right. Um, that's, that's why I have my husband here because I'm, I'm familiar with machine learning, but I'm, I'm familiar more with GANs, which are what I wrote the, the book about, which yeah. are now no longer the leading thing. Uh, diff diffusion models have taken <laughs> over, uh, tempor for now, or like, we'll see what's the big thing next year. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's, it's not like the model has this giant library of images and it's like plucking parts of different images to make 
a finished image. The idea is more that there's this model of, again, all these like nodes and like just uh, interconnected formulas. And essentially, as it's trained, it's it's shown an image at a time. And then it's altered, uh, the whole model is altered a little bit in different ways each time based on each image. So at the end of it, when you have the trained model, none of the image data is there at all. You just have this series of of nodes that each connect and relate to each other in different ways. Yeah, I mean, I'm compressing the entire data set into this. Yeah, I get you. Yeah, because obviously I'm concerned because I look a little bit like a lion. And um, (laughs) I don't want... I don't want Lion King 2 to come out. They make the movie poster through Dali 2 and I'm the face of it. Do you know what I mean? That's a concern of mine. <laughs> you voice that often. Yeah. Yeah. So so essentially if they that if that works it does what the way you said. Like uh kind of there would be any recourse for someone whose artwork's been used in this fashion in in the database that they've drawn from to kind mm-hmm. of flag up what they've done. Would that be yeah. right? Well, what kind of the if it's working as they intend for it to work, mm. the idea is that no matter what text pump you would put in, ideally, you would never get a singular image from the data set. However, right. um, there is something that's called overfitting, which is it, it just means that the way they trained it or maybe they didn't have enough images in their data set, maybe 5 billion wasn't enough. Um, if If the model overfits the data, then you actually could get images that are very similar or exactly like the image in the data set. Again, that's not, that is not their goal, right, um, right. but that is something that could happen. Would be recognizable. And, yeah. Yeah. It would be recognizable. Yeah, exactly. And it would be similar enough that you would see the two images. You'd be like, okay, this violates the copyright of this image or something but like that. You can tell it to like uh, mimic the style of a, a particular artist. Would, would you feed, yeah. say, just keep feeding it the, the artwork of a certain artist said, right, I want something that looks like that using that style that that's fully ca- you can do that though is that right yes that, that yeah yeah so that, uh, i mean but again, yeah, but again when i say it i mean these very large models trained on these right. images. yeah and yeah and so the the thing is from again from what i understand with how diffusion models work it kind of because you have the text and the image so every every image they have when they're building the model, they also have like a text description accompanying it. And that's right. how you're able to like type in a text description and get right. an image out of it. Um, and so if you have like that artist's name associated with this specific like cluster okay. of images, gotcha. then if you put in that image name, you will get an image that's similar to all the images in that, in that cluster, essentially. So, so right. who's, who's tagging the artwork with the various... So... I, I, from what I understand, a lot of times it's pre-tagged where like a lot of people upload stuff to the internet and they, they tag right. it themselves, right? Like a lot of stuff on the internet, there's like the, for people who are, can't see, there's like a, a tag or like based on, yeah, where there's text that describes the contents of an image. That's like a thing that already existed online oh, okay. for okay. most of these. Yeah. So kind of as a, a kind of society or kind of a, a artist in general, the technology is moving faster than we've kind of uh, allowed for. If, do you know what I mean? Like it, it's moved so quickly that we're, we're now dealing with these problems that we couldn't have, or maybe we could have seen it if we was paying a bit more attention. But uh, I can see why there's a bit of upset by in in some communities like you say, Tony, the, the the kind of the replacement of the traditional artist with. Yeah, uh, I mean that's one of the sort of the, the pointers I I see, and, and that's something I was going to get to with you, JWC, because you kind of you're an art you're an artist who draws, you know, and I've watched you draw magnificently. You know how. Being, being someone who understands it, 
you know, understands the process for AI art. How, how do you feel it about affecting you? That was, well, if you see what I mean by that. Yeah. So to go back to like what my, uh, my dissertation was, my PhD. So my, my yeah. whole, my ethos, my point of view is that technology, I have a, overall, I have a positive view of technology and like I see like that technology can be a tool for good. Mm, yeah. But the point is that I want technology to support rather than supplant artists in artistic yeah. endeavors. So course, yeah, yeah. A, t- a, a tool where, you know, you type in two words, you press a button and art comes out. Well, it's not really that appealing to me in my artistic process. Cause I'm like, okay, well, so every, everything I like to do, it, it just automated. So what, you know, what's the, what's the point in that? But for me, this type of technology, like, so we, Everyone's currently seeing the version where you put text in, art comes out. But there's no reason why that is the only way this is going to be used or the primary way it's going to be used. Like, and there's ways you could use this technology that would be very potentially very helpful or appealing to artists. Okay. So like for like for example, um, there's another it's it's been out for a few years. Um, Pentalica, I think it's called that. I I used uh, one time. I can send you a link to it later if you want to include okay, it. But cool. yeah. it's essentially it's like a it's a it uses some AI to color images where you upload your line art. You can like specify different colors in different parts of the image, and then it colors it for you. And I've tried, yeah, Pentalica paint, Pentalica paint. Yeah, sorry. Um, okay. And you try and you try that. I I tried it for one thing. It ended up not making me any faster at all because I <laughs> colored it and then I like recolored other parts of the image. But it was a fun uh, exploration, and I ended up. I think I ended up with a, a end result that I really liked and that I wouldn't have gotten to on my own if it was just me, you know, doing all the colors. So things like that, I think. For individuals to explore, depending on your creative process, what part of the creative process you enjoy doing, mm. there probably are some tools that are made possible using AI that most people would enjoy or at least like to explore uh, potentially. Okay. But yeah, yeah, for me, I think there's two main like areas that like, that are like really causing concern for for artists from what I've seen on the internet, and they kind of get conflated, but to me, they seem very different. The one right. is the in concern of like, you know, what is the copyright? Like, how are they sourcing the yeah. images for the data set? Mm. How does that affect who owns the finished images that are being generated? Like, can anyone actually own these? Are they automatically going into the public domain? You know, what does that really mean? Like, who has the right such to such a images? wider meaning, such wide implications for that. Yes. Many yeah. different things. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. And the, and the other one is, you know, the idea of, you know, people potentially losing work or losing their jobs. And I, yeah. these are both areas of concern, but they don't, one doesn't necessarily lead to the other. Like you could have one concern without the other one being an issue depending on, you know, right. Cause you, we have a situation yeah. where, you know, they're using, um, you know, information from the internet to generate these things, but maybe the way they're doing it, or they're all going to the public domain, so it doesn't replace anybody's jobs. Or they could have a thing where you've got an AI model that's using just um, just images that are already in the public domain, plus, you know, maybe artists are volunteering their work, plus maybe they're paying certain artists for use of their work, um, and then they're having the models that way. And then you still have concerns about people potentially, you know, losing their jobs to AI. So you can have... We're not necessarily dealing with both these problems. It could be a one or the other or both or neither. Well, I think the the copyright side that you mentioned there is quite interesting because a lot of countries don't have copyright laws. You know, I'm a great fan of Turkish Star Trek. You've seen it. You know, (laughs) (laughs) I've seen that. And they can do it because they don't have a copyright issue over there. No one can sue them because it's they're their own country, you know. So 
I think the copyright thing almost becomes redundant because the more nefarious people will just go and, I don't know, get it done in a country with no copyright laws. You know? Yeah, how does that work? Yeah. Yeah. If I publish it, if I get the artwork generated by someone in Turkey, for instance, and then publish it in the West. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Or, or just, yeah. Or just like, I mean, there's always been issues for, you know, artists on uh, Twitter with copyright. Cause there's even just like the thing where someone posts, yeah. I know, I know you guys, know, they post like, I want this on a t-shirt and then some bot will automatically take that artwork yes. from yeah. Twitter, <laughs> put it on a t-shirt and try to sell it to that person. Is that, is right? that true? Is it? I didn't realize yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, I, I have that. seen it. I have seen it yeah. a couple of times. Yeah. Oh, does that happen I think, on podcasts? Cause I want Dan on a t-shirt. There you go. That's going to get done now. <laughs> <laughs> I think there's that. That wolf artist, you know, she does like the pen and ink drawings of wolf's heads. That's oh, happened to her well, a number well, of times. Yeah, wolf skull, wolf skull Jack. Yeah, brilliant, That's it, brilliant, yeah. brilliant artist. Yeah. But people just, she keeps finding stores of people on Red like, Bubble or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah they yeah, just yeah. need their stuff. Of course, the other side of things, I'm, I'm, you know, you know me, Jen. I'm not the most technical person in the world, but of course, the other side of thing, the other that I find, um, really sort of pings up for me is the, is almost the unoriginality of it, um. It has an area where if we keep doing it, you know, if this keeps happening and everyone gives up drawing art, then there will be no new art, you know, and which even at the moment is is important because to me, when someone puts an AI image up, I think, oh, that's an AI image. I know this new technology. I've started to recognize that. Yeah. I immediately just think I'm looking for the hashtag where they've where they put mid journey in it or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I've gone also to the other way when I've seen stuff and I thought, is that AI art of uh, uh, people's work? And they've they've done it themselves. Ah, so maybe some now questioning, thinking, is that? Yeah. Have you hunted you them down it? on the internet and ruined their lives? And then, yeah, yeah. No, not yeah. Well, it's a process. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah. At least right now, you can always just look at the hands. I think that's yes, usually that's the, a good one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and and the reason for that is that again, like this. Um, the, the models that are generating this, they don't understand 3D space. No. So for something like faces, just with 2D images of faces, you can kind of understand like where like eyes and nose should be in proportion to each other. Whereas if you just give someone pictures of hands and they have no concept of 3D space, you know, and you're going to try like generate more of these, you're going to get some weird looking stuff. Yeah. His hands look so different from different angles. Yeah, it's the old story um, about what's the average number of fingers on, on, on someone's hands, you know, because... It's not ten, is it? Because you know, so many people have lost a finger. You know, and it's, well, I guess you if you drill into it, you know, any photo of hands, like you have, like one where the, the, the fingers are partially hidden, or there's only one or two digits extended, or you know, you know, not every photo is flat on hands spread open, and yeah, you can see what you're doing. So I can understand how that's a, an issue. Uh, but, but but maybe the idea of uh, maybe it's not understanding really, uh, maybe that part is not completely clear. I mean, <laughs> I mean, I've seen outputs of these uh, large diffusion models. Uh, which to me seems like it does seem to uh, have some. I mean, I don't want to use the word understanding because even that is no, 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 fair enough. Word understanding, <laughs> yeah, but, uh, yeah, okay. There's there's some three D information in there. Like I can I can see that there's you know it understands. Uh, all right, still using understands, but in, in the sense of yeah, there's there are outputs which mimic you know, things like light transport and physics. Right. Uh, right. Okay. These models, even though nothing no no physics was encoded um you know on purpose yeah. in these i've seen someone load in like a kind of a very rough figure and they'd done the highlights in the shadow and yeah. put that right. in and it would it understand that right, the, right. it, it the wants the light coming here mountain, <laughs> and there are reflections of the mountain and the lake I mean, yeah that's, <laughs> it's um, very impressive yeah 
So I guess maybe like if you'd kind of look on the upside of it, if you saw that had the, one of these kind of deep learning things and it, it trained it on your own work and then you drew something and thought, well, hold on, I don't like the look of that. And then you you told it to regenerate that panel or regenerate that face. That may, I know that's maybe not achievable now, but in the future that, that might be a thing. Is that right? It, it's not that far away, I think. It's, okay. Yeah. Yeah, it sounds like, is it, is it, I mean, is it just part of ever-evolving technology? Uh, we just have to be careful about it, you know? I mean, I, I, that's my personal opinion. I mean, when you look yeah. at, you know, the history of art, there's been things like photography, you know, mm. the invention of the, the paint tubes so people could go out and paint as opposed yeah. to, you know, because like mixing your, grinding your own paint used to be part of what it meant to be an yeah. artist. That used to be a necessary part of the job, and it's just not anymore. Um, and so, you know, maybe artists from 300 years ago would look at all of us and be like, oh, those people aren't real artists. You know, they don't. We're just they tapping don't even a screen. Know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They can't even, they don't even know where to source their own cobalt or something like that, you know. So <laughs> it is, you know, these things change with time. And I think that, you know, there'll be some people who they, there's new technology coming out and they'll take to it like a duck to water. Mm. And there's some people who will be like, no, I'm, I'm happy the way I'm doing things now, or this is the process I've used and I've, I've spent years learning to do this. And I, I personally, it's hard to always know, but I think there will always be people who are willing to, you know, pay and are invested in work that is made using more traditional processes. Like there's a lot of people creating stuff digital. Now you can, if if you're well known enough, you can still sell work on oil or acrylic or traditional medium. In a lot of ways, it's actually easier to make an artist to make money as an artist it's still using traditional mediums because people can see the value, like the physical object, as opposed to, you know, digital yeah. artists sometimes have a lot harder time convincing people to buy their work. So, yeah, in, in the sense of, I I mean, I could be wrong, you know, goodness knows you make predictions and you're proven yeah. wrong in a few <laughs> years, but I, I don't see the introduction of AI art, like just destroying all art as we know forever. Art is, like I just said, it's enjoyable to make. There's like a core part of a lot of people where they like making art. And as you said, there's a part of people who like the reason they enjoy art is because they know someone else put time and effort into yeah. making it. And you can show them the same picture, tell them it's generated by a person versus an uh, AI, and they're going to want, they will respond differently to one that they think yeah. another person put time and effort into. Yeah, I think we need, to con- we need to retain and encourage the value of true art, don't we? And if we do that, I think, you know, we're on a winner, aren't we? You know, and, and uh, that's the way to attack these things. I think, you know, rather than these people who, you know, threaten to burn down houses of AI artists on yeah. online, I think to talk about the value that, of, you know, that stroke of a pen or, a, you know, a nib I can be. I think one of the kind of the hot button topics and why is it kind of uh, riled people up is, you know, in uh, Jurassic Park where Jeff Goldblum characters sound like it, it took no discipline to get here, like to get what you've got. And a lot of kind of bad faith actors and artists, if you want, are just punching these images out. And because it's so easy to do, they can just it's sign monetizing, up. isn't it? Yeah, and it, yeah. it's instantly you're slapping like a sticker on it and selling uh, it and stuff. Yeah, art's an yeah. interesting thing, though, isn't it? Because like sometimes people they get caught up in the fad of it, or it's a short term sort of like this is great, I can do this. They they're not going to be doing it in a year. They they there's usually like yeah, I think Dave McKean's a prime example of that man. You yeah. know, we were just chatting about he's just done a book on it, and then he's gone back to doing his normal art again. And mm. It's so much better, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So I I think I mean again I could always be wrong, but I think there's you know some people who are just exploring AI art like it's a toy. You know, they're playing with their toy for a little bit, and then mm. you know they're yeah. going to set down and go back to drawing and wait to see if something else you know comes out again. 
there's there are some people who I think maybe people who they're more writers and it's mm. just they always wanted to make a comic but they never you know they never had the time or the money to really put into the art and so they're with this new technology they're trying to do their one shot and making their vision a reality you know they yeah. see this as something that's come to them that they is giving them an opportunity to do something that they just they did not have the opportunity to do before and then i think there are a group of people who are sort of like the, they're not into the art they're just into being early adopters of technology right yeah. and right. you yeah. know i think not i don't think what i'm about to say is disparaging but i think there are some people who their their goal in life is to through being clever to make money with little effort and i think these <laughs> yeah. are the same people who like they get the into crypto, crypto bros currency, and they get into yeah. nfts yeah all that stuff and so they're not they're they're not the people who created this technology but they're very in the know about what new technology is coming out and they're trying to be one of the first people on it and trying to make money like these are the people who are like trying to sell their prompting abilities now like oh they're mm. like oh i can write good prompts and they're trying to sell those to people and like mm, look okay. if you came up with a prompt in two hours other people are going to be able to come up with yes yeah good prompts in two hours too and so i think i think that group of people like they're they're trying this out but i just i don't think there is enough money in this in generating images in either making your own art or trying to sell that to other people that i don't think they're going to stick around that long because if their goal is to make money with little effort i think this is still too much effort um in terms of trying to <laughs> yeah. it, right? applying it to human nature yeah completely yeah. yeah yeah so i think the people who are going to stick around people who are like really like they're they're they are genuinely interested in this technology in particular and maybe they have a vision that they want to create something and the other people who are just like in it for the fad we won't be seeing them in a year un unless like the next new thing comes out and then they'll be back again you know yeah. that type of thing i think we'll get that spate of you know um modern artists who do something for a gallery showing you know or this new new breakthrough in technology and then in a year they'll somebody will go oh yeah do you remember that ai exhibition we went to another one you know it'd be like that one <laughs> you know it's a bit like that isn't it yeah <laughs> things i think it's a fad in a way mm. you know there's a faddish quality to it you know yeah, yeah i guess but it, but yeah, but it could be a fad that, you know, over time, as this technology becomes more understood, could grow into something that's a part of a lot of people's artistic practices. Yes. Yeah. Right. I think that's the idea. It's yeah. like, um, like the deep fake videos. You see one or two, but they're still around. They're, you know, they're, mm -hmm. that, that technology is more. It's one of you on Facebook Live, isn't it? That's <laughs> a different video. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was a big thing. Then that kind of yeah. just all just kind of faded away it's faded away but it's still there still there. probably surprised yeah. like it's just morphed into different apps and you know it's now more it's probably more regular than you know is more readily available to a lot of people than it was before but you're not necessarily seeing it everywhere um or maybe we are yeah i think i'm seeing it more in covers at the moment AI art. i think that's paperback really? covers and some comic covers yeah okay. i mean i reviewed i won't name it because the dude was a nice dude and he sort of told me afterwards that it was but the um i reviewed a comic that was a really lovely comic you know a lovely hand-drawn pencil comic but the cover was ai i didn't recognize okay. it at the time because i didn't really understand it at that time and a couple of people on the stack went hang on a minute that's an ai cover yeah. and because it has you know a cover doesn't have to be sequential does it so you can get away with a single facial image you know i one of the um, sort of areas of art that I wonder how it's going to affect 
is and it's not necessarily like the, the, the comic book stuff but like concept art and i'm a, yeah. I'm a lover of art yeah. books and i've got like video game and movie art books where you've got these wonderful landscapes and stuff like that so you're not seeing you won't obviously see a hand and be able to tell straight away um it's going to be interesting to see how whether that will affect the concept art world of films games you know all of these companies who are just trying to say that you know they'll let's let's face it if a company wants to try and save some money they'll try and save some money you know, mm. it's as simple as that yeah mm. yeah i've heard conflicting things about like where the state of that is right now i had mm. a, a student um in my the in my uh, last in the uh, fall semester here and he said his dad works in some movie studio and they were looking into that but then my um uh, my brother who works at a video game uh, place he said that they they're not looking into it and that they're waiting until you know not until like it was sure that it's safe to use this stuff like for copyright and stuff like yeah, that yeah. like all the stuff we're worried about that they're holding off on any of that you know until it's very clear legally that it's they're in the clear to do yeah. something like they're not even yeah it's still very great right though, isn't now. It? i'm guessing yeah, yeah. and also yeah. there's there's the very basic idea of of bad pr because if they're working mm-hmm. on this stuff and it comes out it's probably not going to be seen very well at the, at the moment you're going to get a lot of um online the usual yeah the uninformed yeah. <laughs> online hate <laughs> yeah yeah well sort of one of the broader things i was thinking about with this and i was watching some other um like in preparation for this or just over the past couple months just kind of interested like hearing what other people are saying yeah um about you know yeah like you said concept artists in particular because that does seem to be the type of work that is most i guess threatened um yeah. by what's currently existing um and uh, one of the person there, I don't remember who it was, but she was making uh, her s- proposed solution was that essentially the government gets involved and they specify like a certain percentage of work had to be done by people versus AI. Um, but the the one thing she said that I didn't agree with was that she said that uh, a large percent of concept work should, but she said that other types of work, well, it's it's fine to to automate it with AI. And I guess my thought is if if the concern is that, you know, people are losing their jobs and won't be able to, mm. you know, take care of their kids and all that stuff. Why is it, what's the moral difference between someone who does concept art losing their job and someone who yeah. like is a driver yeah. losing their yeah. job? You know, yeah, I mean, I look in, yeah, yeah, in the U S it's the number of copy of, um, a concept artists is in the thousands. The number of drivers is in the millions. Mm. So if we're talking about, you know, concern about people's lives being upended by new technology, you know, we need to, we need to be thinking about it in more of just just not yeah, just definitely. people we know and artists, but like all sorts of other types of jobs. Like yeah. in the next twenty years, it could be every single type of job might, in some way or another, be threatened by. Yeah, you know, and there's not that many Uber drivers yeah. on Twitter complaining about it, is it? That's yeah. the thing. Yeah. You know? Well, there was that fully automated uh, McDonald's that opened up in Texas uh, right. last mm-hmm. last week. So uh, I presume that there will be people working there to load machines up and stuff, but all the automated, all this serving is completely automated. So wow, uh, okay. that that sort of is already well on the way. I mean, self service checkouts. Yep. I know they say we haven't lost staff over that, but that's a lie. <laughs> yeah, <I imagine. laughs> that's a complete lie. Isn't that's it? a complete yeah, yeah. lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, with kind of regards to the the, the AI, uh, where do you see this going in in the future? Say, like a year, two years down the line, uh, technology wise, would it would it? Uh, it's only going to improve, I presume. Have you, yeah, can I you mean, give us an insight into that? I would presume, I mean, it's, I mean, I'll, I'll let uh, uh, Sal give a response as well, yeah. but my, my first thought is that it is going to, everything is going so fast. Like the difference between Dolly 1 and Dolly 2, which mm. came out only a year apart, is it's amazing how much better 
version two is. So I, I don't think we can underestimate, you know, how much things are going to jump in the future. Um, right. So I'll say what I think is going to happen and then sort of what I hope is going to happen. Okay. Yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. So what, what I think is going to happen is that just like what they're doing for 2D images, they're going to start doing more for 3D models. And there's, there's already. Yeah. Because it, 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 it's already, but I'm thinking like something at Dolly 2 level, but with okay. 3D models. Um, okay. And to me, that is much more like if you are an artist and like maybe, I don't know, you love drawing figures, but you hate drawing backgrounds, you know, generating a 3D model of a room or something like that could be something that would actually be useful in comics, um, as opposed to like now where it's just every image is a separate image that's unrelated to each other. So making a sequential story is like impossible or I mean, just it's pull your hair out aggravating um, if you were to try right. to do that now. But theoretically, if you could generate 3D models, then, you know, maybe you could have like a prop or something like that, that, you know, takes a ton of time to draw, but you can, you know, generate a 3D model of it and include it, something like that. Um, and what, that's what I think is maybe going to be out in a and year or two. That, uh, I think there's quite a bit of research going into making, uh, generating videos. Gener videos. Okay. Yeah. 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 And then what I'm hoping is that, you know, maybe again maybe like as companies spin off with this technology or maybe they start doing more like research into what kind of tools ours would like to use that we get versions of this technology that doesn't just have text to finished image that we have different ways of you know maybe making art like different sorts of part of art making it easier for artists like just like how you know if you like literally I was on Twitter this morning and someone who you know, just uh, someone out there is trying to make a, a thing that generates your panels for you. So you don't have to spend as much time generating your panel layouts. You know, you can just give it okay. a script and it does it for you. Or wow, like okay. we all, we all know like the brush packs and stuff. So like that you can like, you know, I saw one for like, um, I think it was in the, in the Slack for like um, brush textures for grass. So you yeah, can draw right. like uh, your yeah. grass back and very easy. So just like sort of tools that use the power of artificial intelligence, but for things like that. So that you can, you know, maybe add more detail to your comics or maybe you can automate the parts of the comics that like uh, you, you, know, you draw them because you have to, but you're not really interested in. So you can spend more time focusing on what you really care about and what you want to do and still end up with like a finished work that you're proud of. Um, that's where I'm hoping the technology goes. So, again, you know, supporting people rather than, you know, replacing them. Um, right. That's my hope. Yeah. And and what what do you think? What's your? Uh, I agree with you know all of it. Uh, and maybe uh, on the more technical side, you know, um, people will continue to work on making these uh, models smaller and faster so that they can run. I think that they can run on a, a laptop, a GPU on a laptop now. Um, eventually, you know, you want to be able to run it on the phone probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. As Jim said, 3D is important. Um, um, more fine-grained control for scene generation. If you want to uh, have an image, you want to change things very slightly, not the entire global uh, glo uh, global properties. Only some local aspects, maybe. Um, uh, videos, I think, I think are gonna. I mean, obviously, video is much harder than image. Uh, yeah. And I'm guessing scripts as well are going to become an AI thing at some point. You know, someone's going to load 4,000 Batman comics into a machine and, you know, oh, yeah. we're going to end I think, up... I think that's already I mean, a thing. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. Oh, yeah, I think I've read them. Going, yeah. Beyond, yeah. going beyond the images, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of uh, um, interest and hype around uh, what people are calling large language models. So. Right. 
Uh, yeah, that's definitely true. Oh no, they might create an ACP episode just in AI. Bring it on. Oh god, the chance of them providing more quality content than us is very high, <laughs> gentlemen. It's <laughs> 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 oh, certainly an interesting subject. I think we've yeah. only just kind of yeah. uh, obviously only just scratched the subject of it, uh, the surface of it. The, yeah. it, it uh, I think it also, you know, um, one of the goals is, you know, improving generalizability and uh, trying to actually learn uh, things like common sense, reasoning, and abstraction. You know, the true goals of AI. Uh, yeah. but, should be the but, true goals uh, of most people, I think. Uh, you know, common sense oh. should be something that we all strive for, uh, right, right. <laughs> let alone AI. Yeah, you heard this. <laughs> Um, I think the, obviously the, to the artist community is just trying to remain uh, objective about the whole uh, thing and, and don't judge it just on what it's being used for at the moment because like it's just the tip of the iceberg and to sort of say it's definitely this or definitely that is yeah. it's maybe too and early I, to make and, that call. And I also want to say that uh, maybe there'll be better research on uh, and better better uh, ways of training so that it does not. Um, Reproduce or replicate images in the training set. That is already part of the training process. You know, when when people do train, or their usually their goal is not to generate the same kind of. Yeah, yeah, like that's not. Why would you bother yeah, training? Unless, unless you, you know? use it as a search engine, then you do want. Yeah. It. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The same images coming out, but uh, I think there's some good work already on you know going into some of these ideas. Yeah, and it's just that, yeah, I think the main thing to take away is this, like, we've had a breakthrough, but this technology is definitely in its infancy. So, you know, I'm obviously I'm I'm more of an optimist, you know, I'm hoping mm. for good things. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that, you know, I, I don't know, I think I'm right to be optimistic, because I, agree, I think yes. there's, yeah. there's a lot of good things that can come from this. And we're all just, I think it's gonna be very exciting for the next couple of years to see what sort of things people can do. Yeah, I mean, at yeah. the same time, you know, hoping that, well, lots of bad things can all happen. Okay, okay, well, thank you, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so, okay. I hold my hand up, I, I use kind of yeah, machine learning. Cool. In... Part of it is, you know, uh, understanding, you know, ethically. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But again, that's the... the uh, around it. Yeah. That's, that's the human factor, isn't it, as opposed to the the machine, uh, yeah. presumably, what, what the people decide to do with it or yeah. Yeah. Misuse, misuse it. Yeah. No, but yeah, but also, you know, algorithms can um, amplify biases in the data. Like yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And just, yeah, just being aware of, you know, mm. the technology as it's being created. And yeah. Yeah, I guess bias thing is really interesting. Yeah. yeah. Would, would that come to kind of like the, the person or the people cu- curating what's going in? Uh, obviously, if they, 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 they only feed it certain type of uh, data, you're going to get kind of skewed results. Going out yeah, the that's part end. of it. Yeah. yeah, that's part of it. And you know, uh, just asking, you know, why we're even making these algorithms? What is this intended mm. goal? Uh, who will use it eventually? You know, all these things should be. Uh, I guess it's like who watches the Watchmen, kind of deal. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very much so. Cool. It, it's going to be very fascinating um, this year, just watching this topic, seeing whether you know how it evolves and moves onwards and technology is always moving quicker than anyone can keep pace 
with anyway, mm. I, I think. Apart yeah. from, I mean, certainly we can't keep pace with it, which is why we know nothing about it. Which is why we got you lovely people on to talk Yeah, my to VHS player's just broken down. That took a while. VHS. Classic. The Betamax. Classic, yep. Yeah, the Betamax um, came out a couple of years. Yeah. Thank you very much for joining us this week, guys. Um, it's been a pleasure, yeah. Yeah, yeah really good yeah. chat to you again as well, JW. Yeah, and had thanks, you on for a while. Th- yeah. yeah, thank you for having you, us. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. That was very nice talking to you. There's something for your bucket list there, Sal, isn't it? Look, you've been on the ACP, mate. Uh, <laughs> can't, get any, can't get any worse. <laughs> so this br- the year can only uh, get better for me. <laughs> JWC, if they, they want to read a bit more, you've got your comic uh, on Comic House, which yeah. they can yes, uh, jump yeah, into and check out. Yeah, it's all in there. So it is, I mean, it's a year old now, so it's uh, it's out of date in terms of it's not the most recent thing anymore. But if you want just an introduction to sort of a basic thing of how this works, and it's all about me trying to train it on my own images and just sort of with the amount of processing power I had access to. So my results are a bunch of like 64 by 64 pixel, very small little images. But I got some interesting results, you know, for oh, just yeah. doing it on my own with what I have access to. So, but yeah, if you want to like actually see that in a comic version, that's a sort of introduction. Uh, yeah, it's on Comic House. And there's also, I think there's a print version as well, um, if you want to go through Amazon. But but yeah. For yeah I was going to say you did it print on demand, didn't you? Amazon, is that right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So yeah, it's available and- in the UK and the US from that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's, that's the nice thing about Amazon, right? Because otherwise, like, how am I going to get a, a printed book over to anyone in the UK? Exactly, yeah, yeah. You know, exactly. Realistically, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Let's call that one of the few good things about Amazon that we're happy about. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. Yeah, get a copy of that, guys. Yeah. yeah. And um, if you do get a chance to come to the Drink and Draw, you can watch uh, Jen Draw, and it's uh, everyone gives it a big wow. It's got a wow factor your drawing, mate. Always love seeing you draw. No, I'm, I'm just I, – I think it's just I – I don't draw for a long time and then I'm at the drink and draw. So it, I'm just like speed running it. So I'm, <laughs> I get like four pages. Done. Yeah. Yeah. Sal, have you, have you got a, an artistic, um, do, uh, do you draw or? I would be, uh, yeah, I would, I'm close to being whatever illiterate is in terms of artistry. Oh, no. You've married into money there in that into artistic. <laughs> In an artistic sense, haven't you? Yeah. So that's okay. Oh, don't worry, yeah. so we've got stable diffusion now. We're all looking at the artists making all these beautiful pictures and thought, oh, okay, we can't do it. So we'll <laughs> <laughs> I knew it was just jealousy. That's progress. Where can uh, people find more of your work, uh, JWC? Um, so I am, what am I? I am JWC underscore person at Instagram and Twitter. And I have a website, Orange Loop Press, where it's got just links to, to all my comics on there. Um, and yeah, cool. I think that's it. Yeah. Definitely check them out because they're, yeah. they're, they're brilliant comics. Um, and uh, you're wonderful people. So thank you very much for informing us. We'll probably get you back on it in a few months ago. What's yeah. happening now? We don't understand. <laughs> Tony's, um, Tony's confused again. <laughs> <laughs> but thank you very much, guys. Yeah, thanks, yourselves. guys. Cheers, Jerry. Cheers, Al. Yeah, thank you so much. Yeah. And welcome back. Um, oh, I just got down take to two. take two. Yeah, take two. Yeah. I just got down to count us in, and like an absolute pro, he did. Yeah. He was straight out, wasn't he? Straight yeah. out of the gate there. Yeah, no yeah. hesitation. Mate, we've been fucking doing this a long time now. We've, we're old hands there. Yeah. But enough about that. AI. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Dan, you're on board today. <laughs> we, like, we like to thank uh, JWC and Sal. For, yes. Um, yeah. That was good, yeah. What, what a couple of stars. <clears throat> so yeah. kind of yeah. the idea was we, we could have just kind of like gone into this and spat it off 
what we've read online but we wanted to get to people who knew what they were talking about and, and get an informed opinion in, ter- yeah. in terms of Which... uh, what these things are and you know what they do not um and we've certainly we've got our own opinions and thoughts on what we've seen mm. floating around um so we thought we'd oh, mate, even even if we if i tried to read some of this stuff i'd get about you sent yeah. me something earlier, Dan. I got about two sentences in, and I just started yeah. thinking about the Green Goblin and Spider Man. I was just didn't understand it, it was bored yeah. by it. So, well, when we were doing yeah. that interview last week, there was points where I was like, fucking hell, like stay focused there. Because, <laughs> yeah, it was like Sunday <laughs> night, and like we were like talking about something. I was like, yeah, it's all right, I can get this. It's, it was yeah. okay. But like for when we were leading up to this program, and still now, I went on to uh, a number of the subreddits on Reddit, uh, which is like small little forum boards. And I did like mid journey stable fusion. Uh, oh, what's the other one? Stable diffusion. Sorry. And I thought, right, I'm just going to see what they they as a people kind of like what they're like. And right. they're a fucking salty bunch of dudes. I tell you that. <laughs> are, they, they like, are they like crypto bros? That's sort of I kind think of so. Crowd. Like I say, uh, dudes as in they're guys because an awful lot of the images appear to be of uh, huge breasted women. I don't think there's yeah. too many uh, AI. <laughs> If female artists Big kind of, well, maybe men. they are well you know yeah, maybe was, they like that you know yeah fair enough concern. but like it was just yeah. a lot of like oh that one looks like emma watson that one looks like scarlett johansson with uh that so the general attitude is basically like oh we're doing this and oh fuck them if it puts normal artists out of a job too bad like that's the general pervading attitude i'm not saying that's what all ai art users are like <clears throat> and when i when i kind of come across people doing that the the general attitude at the moment is of the kind of the tech bro of just well this is me this is what I'm doing fuck everyone else and maybe that's just because it's kind of exploded onto the scene and they're the early adopters and that's the kind of attitude the early adopter has yeah you know what I mean it's like yeah. the yeah I know what you mean it's like the Bitcoin the new Bitcoin isn't it everyone's fucking going it, mad yeah. for it. It, it when it settles down might be a different different story yeah yeah a lot of this is is down to the the individual as well that's doing it you know um when we're talking about these ai things they need to be people need to put the stuff in to create the images it's not like skynet isn't creating a publishing house to put everyone else out of business mm. it's other people do like choosing and doing this and uh and i will say there's 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 probably um i mean i it's weird i'm both uneducated by it a lot of the time it sort of it either freaks me out or stresses me out and I don't want to I don't want to read about it anymore because it's bloody everywhere um but I it's moving so fast I'm I'm un- uneducated about it and yet I'm oddly emotionally invested does yeah. that make sense right. yeah, yeah totally. well you two are because yeah. you're artists aren't you and yeah there's, a, are, there's a real um I to put it simply I, I look at it and go I don't like the look of this but I th- and I think it's partly because, um, like you say, those sort of attitudes that you mentioned, Dan. Yeah. Um, very, I mean, selfish attitudes and lazy yeah. attitudes. And uh, I it's keep re- reassessing my position as much that when Uber came along in, in the UK, especially in London, the black cab drivers were absolutely up in arms and they did everything they could to try and fuck up Uber. They went on strike, blockade roads. You remember this, guys? Yeah. Sort of when, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't want to be that black cab driver who's like, this is just a progression of what is technology going ahead and you're trying to fight against it, but essentially that's where it's going to be going. 
uh, I, I don't want to be that person. But I don't think holding the position I do, I am like that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't want to see like AI overtake human works I, of art. And-, and I think for um, most of it, and I, I think within this community, whether it be um, comics community, game community, whatever community, um, there are the amount of account, accounts, like, you know, or our accounts that just sort of say, um, want to see your art, no no AIs, no, AI. no N- yeah. N- N- NFTs, you know, all of that. People are already saying. And publishers are going to be like that. You know, there are publishers yeah. going to be like, we don't want anything like this. We're not going to accept. Publishers are... I probably, don't know, man. I mean... Some of some of them well, I don't may, know, may this. Really bottom, bottom line, it's the bottom line for a lot of these publishers. Money, but the, but the indie publishers, I think the indie publishers are, are, are more going to sort of take a stand mm. on it. The, I know the, one indie publisher is using it quite widely. Really? Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it depends on the publisher. I don't think we can just say just all indie publishers because some of them yeah. aren't quite as scrupulous as others are. I mean, I think well, the good the you, good people will. Yeah. Yeah. ignore it. I agree yeah. with you on that. Yeah. yeah, you you can never paint anyone with a with one brush. It's easy yeah, exactly, for us man. to sort of say, thing, well, the so. bi- yeah, the big corporations aren't going to care because it's all all about the bottom line. But that's not always the case. You are, you know, because there's editorial stuff and stuff that may say, no, we're not having this. Uh, but have you uh, seen how quickly this has gone? Do you think in five years' time you're going to be able to tell the difference between what? Something- well, I I haven't. So occasionally it catches me out. I know mostly. Yeah. I think on that interview I said I look at stuff and it looks weird, and you know, occasionally. Yeah. You know, I was looking at something this morning, and it was the um, Jodorowsky's um, designs for the original Star Wars. Yeah. And it, for about maybe two or three seconds, I thought, did Jodorowsky do Star Wars designs? And then fell out. And I thought, of course he didn't. What am I fucking no. talking about? Yeah. But yeah. they were weird and interesting. And then I went, oh, no. And then I read in the bottom bit, it said, we don't, I think it was sci-fi something or other on Instagram. And they said, we do not approve of AI we think people should, you know, we should stick with, the, you know, hand-drawn art, whatever it is, you know, creative or not. Um, but we will post it occasionally. And I thought, so you're, yeah, backing, you you're backing both because, things here. Yeah. You know? yeah. So you're doing it because, like, I look at this, it looks interesting, and it gets people to look at it, but otherwise yeah. we're against it. I well, look what's at, that? I, yeah, I found that I look at the hashtags more as well. Like, because you yeah, look at too, ha- yeah, hashtag mid-journey, um, hashtag yeah, AI art. Um, that can just be removed at some point. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know I mean? Like, it, what, yeah, you don't you have, have to tell? put it in, do you? You don't yeah. have to put it in, but I and think, when they, I we, think we, also there's an, but there's an audience for it. That's the thing. That's the yeah, thing. definitely. These these hashtags are there because people will search for it. So if it, if you're searching for it, I think there's that there's that it rubs up against that area of art that we see that we occasionally moan out that it's just photographs imported into Photoshop yeah. and a filter put over the top. And sometimes, I mean, I don't approve either. To be fair. But sometimes you can't tell the difference between that and AI art. No, there's a yeah. It's because of the kind of a lack of fluidity, yeah. energy, or something. It's yeah, there's something. I said it, but we had a chat about it the other day, Dan, didn't we? You was, you sent something through, and you said, "Look, you know, oh dear." And I said, "To be fair, I'd I'd read that book if you. It looked like a crap sci-fi novel cover." Hmm. And I said to you, "If you drew that, I'd read it. I wouldn't read it like that. It just looks cheap and dead-eyed." Yeah, and I, I I stand by a lot of that it, because there's no continuity in faces. I think at the moment, no. which is what is holding it back from being like a big comics creating yeah. thing because you can't get the same face, can you? Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. but Around. like there's people that are saying where well, it can't do this, it can't do that with the fingers, like etc. It will I be mean, soon. It will be. Able yeah, to it, it will be. Mm. It will. Uh, so it might not be for a few years or something, but I can't see why that that issue won't be addressed. 
and result. Uh, yeah, it's um, think um, about when they said you couldn't do this and that with film science, uh, SFX, and now look what they can do. They yeah. do an entire fucking photorealistic film. Yeah, um, I'd rather have I'd rather have still have Hong Kong style physical kung fu than I would no, have yeah, you know, no, animated no, no, yeah. wire work. Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm someone that's like, give me physical practical effects. Yeah. Rather than CGI. Yeah. Um, There's that Twitter account, one perfect headshot, and like they seem to put the most mental fucking uh, Asian action films on there. And yeah. they did that one you sent on where they, they get like one of the the actress actors actresses get enveloped in the explosion because they don't jump in time. Yeah. And they just yeah. that's the end of the film. Yeah. Nothing 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 beats uh human creativity. Nothing. Nothing. Well, that's it. That's, and I genuinely think. I mean, I talk about this a bit, but there's. I genuinely think there's an energy that comes off really creative work. Mm. I think, and it, it's 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 almost infectious to the reader. Yeah. And I don't feel that with any of this. It looks very nice occasionally, as you know. Oh, that's a nice cover of a sci-fi novel, but that's it, really. You know. Mm. Um, mm. I mean, I just, um, especially like a lot of the concept artists and things like that. I mean, it, it's for art in general, and it's a, it's a sad state of affairs. It's, it's so difficult to make a living in that sort of, especially high grade art. You know, I'm seeing, I'm seeing art, art and books and stuff. And I think, God, this is amazing. And in the back of my head, I'm thinking, God, these people must be paid so much to do all this amazing stuff. And that, that usually isn't. The no, case. No. No, no, it's no. not. We know people who've gone from working on comics to working in movies yeah. and it's still not yeah. a massive pay jump. Um, yeah. So, and I, I can understand that it's a, it's, it's a scary time. It's, it, well, it's, and I can understand why they're so upset by it all. Let me pose you guys a question, right? So, you put in a load of prompts. Just, I know you wouldn't do it, but let's say, for example, you as a, a, a practitioner of art put in a load of prompts to create um, Iron Man type armor, okay? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So you've got that, you've got maybe 10 images. You then use Photoshop to take bits out of it. And also you draw extra bits onto it by actual physical drawing on a Wacom or something like that. Is that okay? Uh, not for me. Not for you? No. Uh, it, it depends. That's, that's a real fine one about how much you rework an image. Like, yeah. I... I... I don't know. That's... But it just I mean, forms I mean, that I mean, slippery slope, doesn't we, it? We, yes, yes, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, we've ranted about the over reliance on something like Poser, and people yeah. just making comics out. Well, Samuel L. Jackson's face, for example, yeah. Yeah. for about five years, it appeared yeah. in virtually every yeah. comic at one point, didn't it? Yeah, you know? yeah. It's I a different. Yeah, that's a, that's there's a, a there's there's a there's a life to like actual real art, and the thing the thing that I see, I'm not saying I, I could recognise it every time, but every time I've seen. An image, a, a striking AI image. I look at it and then I'm going, "Well, that's an AI image," because there's something about it. There's something not otherworldly. It's a bit dramatic, um, but it's it's and it's not even like I don't look at the hands and like the hands wobbly because some of them don't have hands. They're just like headshots. Mm, yeah, there's there's almost like no life in the eyes. Does that make sense? It, that's it, what it, I think. Yeah, they're yeah. dead eyed, aren't they? I think a lot of the time. I mean, it will improve. It's going to change. We all know for a fact that's mm. gonna that's going to improve. Um. Yeah, it's a weird one, isn't it? Because you know, I, nobody objected to Photoshop, nobody objects no. to Poser, nobody objects no. to this. It's just going to yeah. be a slippery slope, yeah. you know. Yeah. Apart from us, yeah. the vanguard of objections. Yeah. And it's down, know. yeah, it's da- it's also down to the users, isn't it? I mean, like the, there are like actresses, actors, or actresses or models and stuff who have been looked at what people have done in Photoshop, as you say, Tony, and just been like, oh, "That's not even me. What yeah. you've done there, because you've changed it so <laughs> much." So, like you say, it's the tools. 
Um, mankind is being given en- enough tools to hang itself. There has to be a level yeah. of a level of creation and yeah. artistry put into something mm. for me to find it to be art. That's yes. all it is. And we go down the line of like trying to you know define what art is, and I don't think mm. you know that's you know. Yeah, but the, I mean, I think go around Francis, around that one. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, Francis Bacon says all art is a recreation of something yeah. else because but from that he means it's a recreation of an emotion or a feeling or a day yeah. or yeah. Uh, you know a tree or something like that. But I mean, a literal recreation. As yeah, and also yeah. literal and physical and emotional and spiritual and you know that's what I think that's where he's coming mm. from with it. Mm. But yeah, it's it's a, it's a weird one. And those, well, I think we may have seen stuff we haven't recognised though. Yeah. Oh, totally. Yeah. And there are people yeah. that are going to just double down and just sort of say, "Well, I, I'm a writer and I can't afford artists to do it." Sorry, that doesn't, um, you know, that's going to fall flat on my ears. That 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 Fair excuse, enough. you know, um, for me personally, yeah. it's like I understand that it's a tool. That, you know, it could be used as a tool to get things done more. But oh, I don't know. I'm just I'm I'm against it. Uh, so, at the end of the day, I, I but anything with that that argument, it's like what what is it? Could you define as something that's free, easy to do, cheap, yeah, uh, and has value? And I doubt I don't think you'd be able to name many things. No, I mean, is it is it comparable to say um, sampling in music and and motion capture in movies? Motion mm. capture in movies, I suppose, is the most applicable to it, isn't it? Yeah, but then like it's kind of it's coming up with the whole thing themselves, like the the entire. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I've seen yeah. a lot of work processes where they they put something in, rework it in Photoshop, and move stuff around, and then reap it through again. And it's not just text prompts and through it goes, and you've got your stuff. Sometimes there's like a like hours of stuff where they're rejigging stuff like as an artist would move stuff around and re-putting it in and seeing what it comes out with and going from there it's not all just the type yeah, is that, of is that, and... would you say that's art then dan that's the thing no, that's I'm the, the... yeah i'll get yeah 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 because i've yeah. seen it where they they've done like a figure and then they've added like some white and uh dark to in, uh, illustrate shadow and then they run it through and they perfectly the computers just essentially rendered the figure and it's like man that's i don't agree with that that's <laughs> Yeah. Right. I don't know. There's a line for me, and yeah. uh, there's also I'm still don't know that, where that line is. Yeah, there's also something that you know people don't talk about, but it's been brought up before. You know, obviously the art is being spoken about, but well, the writing will be the same. It's not. Yeah. It's not. Well, I've already seen stories. Of, oh, we put some prompts into this AI generator, yeah. and it's written a Harry Potter novel or something like that. Yeah, we've seen that. We. It's, it's yeah. like it, the Batman one. It's yeah. it's it's coming. It's coming. At what point? You know, do publishers sort of say, right, okay, just put in some prompts for a script mm. and then put that script. See, the, the thing is, it, I didn't realise it only sampled um, Sal and JWC was saying it only sampled so many. I thought it just sampled the whole internet, but it clearly doesn't. It actually just takes this data set and samples it. Yeah. So if yeah. that is, if that remains true, in five years' time, if say for example, all they ever did now was AI comics for in for five years, we'd get yeah. exactly the same comic over and over again. Yeah. Would, There's not that many fucking places to go to to find, you know, leopard with wings. Surely it'd get to the point if it's keeping on doing the same stuff, it would this all stuff start coming looking the same. I mean, yeah. let, let's. Well, I'm going to throw one at, at you guys now, okay, right? Just say, and. There's certain styles of AI art that that we see and that we can recognise and stuff. But as time goes on, there's probably going to be more references and you know all kinds of stuff, and we'll start we'll start see new styles. Um, if you saw a comic that was AI generated, you didn't know, 
but it looked very much like Jack Kirby's art. How would you feel about it? You're just your. I feel like I feel the same way as when they started using Yoda in those adverts. <laughs> I feel like somebody was just fucking shitting on my childhood. I've got to say, yeah, I would have some. Yeah, genuinely, I think would, I would. would be happy. Mm. And I'd, th- I'd actually object to it because the dude's dead. He was a great dude, beloved, mm. you know, and he's dead. Well, and these fuckers, uh, do you know what I mean? That's we how don't I even have to go back that far to find that guy. Was it just before Christmas when the? Uh, that artist died, and he basically just ripped off his style and started punching out AI artwork. Everyone's went at him. Do you yeah. remember? The, yeah, what's yeah. the artist? He kind of he starts in one corner like Kirby and just draws. Oh, like um, yeah, Jung, Jung, uh, Jung, Jung, Jung oh, I can't remember his name, but yeah, yeah, that chap. Yeah, I saw yeah. him draw it in New York. He's amazing. Yeah, yeah. and he yeah. he basically punched in his uh, style as like a data set into the AI and and generated all these imagery, and they look great. But when you zoom in on it, it's like this is this gobbledygook crap. Yeah. I suppose the other side of the coin is that we care about it and, you know, comic people care about it. And But Joe Public don't give a fig. That's the problem. Uh, yeah, that, I mean, a lot of Joe Public think that computers draw comics anyway. That's, yeah. yeah, and that's the problem with a lot of um, just, you know, geek culture. I'm, I'm geek culture, you know what I mean? That, that yeah, in yeah. general, we're, we're all within these bubbles. We're in these with these communities of passionate people and they're amazing. You step outside... And it's usually just big corporations who just care about the bottom line. The general public yeah. who, um, no, of course, they do. They're who, who ma- makes yeah. the same, uh, you know, the same Christmas single for about what yeah. ten years in a row? Was it Baby? Whatever. It's consume called. relentlessly. Well, it's still um, Disney, and you know, one, yeah. they don't give a fuck, man. It's yeah. about money. Yeah. It? yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. we okay. touched in the interview uh, briefly on like the legality of it, and the fact that you can't. Yeah, you looked this up, Dan. Yeah, yeah. So the story literally came out today, uh, uh, January the fourteenth. Think fourteenth, fifteenth. It came out. Uh, yep. So we recorded an interview uh, at New Year's, just around New Year's, I, I yeah. believe. Yeah. Uh, so uh, a lawsuit uh, filed a complaint. Joseph's Severi Law Firm, and they've done a, a lawsuit against Stable Diffusion, Mid Journey, and DeviantArt. Mm. And uh, their quote is saying, AI art needs to be fair and ethical for everyone, said lawyer programmer Matthew Butterick. But stability AI, Mid Journey, and DeviantArt are appropriate in the works of thousands of artists with no consent, no credit, and no compensation. And they're looking to uh, press this lawsuit further. Uh, I mean, I mean, deviant several... art. You know, I mean, I haven't been on that for probably like uh, fifteen years or, or, or so. But um, that's a hell of a thing, isn't it? You know, that's. I don't. Even well, know. I think they, they kind of a lot of them went off the bat and said like, well, if you're uploading your art here, we're now you allowed to use it even for our, our, the data set mm. for like these. And it's like, man, fucking, you didn't fucking think that through, did you? They literally, all of them did it, said, no, we're going to use your art unless you opt out, which is just fucking crazy. I don't know how you would think that the, the user base would be fine with that. Like ArtStation, they, they did that. And then they, they yeah. sort of did a 180 saying, oh, actually, this is not a great idea. But mm. it's we've, the past couple of weeks have been, this here stories of these people tone deaf within like making corporate decisions. And they're just looking at the bottom line and they realize that they've, alienated like a large majority of their uh, consumer and customer base. And it's kind of different. I feel nowadays is when, if you used to fuck over everyone by saying changing Cocoa Pops to Cocoa Pops or whatever, I know that did get reversed, but <laughs> like, they, they can make their voice loud on social media and for good or ill, they do seem to take atten- uh, pay attention to this kind of fucking noise and, uh, sometimes act accordingly also um, uh you know I, th- I think sometimes the acting accordingly is related to the bottom line 
Uh, totally. Um, like, That's the only consideration. You know, no matter how much shouting you do about on social media, they won't give a fuck until they bring out that book and no one buys it. Yeah. Um, and then when no one buys it, they'll be like, okay, let's put out a statement saying yeah. this was uh, an experiment. Do you know what I mean? Let, let's let's yeah, get yeah. some le- legal the, speak. It, it's yeah. just... Um, some of yeah. you took this the wrong way by saying, thinking we were going to do this. Yeah. It's yeah. like they did do that. <laughs> and, and, and the usual, <laughs> we hear you. We yeah. hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah. we said like the AI comic book has already it's already been done. Like yeah. Uh, so yeah. there we go. There's, there's a lot, a lot of this topic, and yeah. I'm sure our listeners have got uh, many strong feelings of their own. Yeah. I think considering the crowd, we're kind of uh, servicing, as it were. They may echo our feelings. Yeah. Uh, I know there's one or two people in our, our community that that explored AIR and do have different opinions on it. But, uh, yeah. yeah. I think on the Slack group is a great way to have a, a discussion and debate about it that doesn't get heated like it would on yeah. others. Yeah. I mean, yeah, Dave exactly. McKean's done a book of it. Dave McKean's done a book yeah. of AIR. Mm. You know, yeah. Dave McKean's is revered in art circles by people. You know, I revere him. I think he's amazing. Wasn't but, fucking um... Batman Digital Justice? That was all computer generated. <laughs> it was, yeah. You remember that? Yeah, yeah. I know yeah, that's yeah. not a patch on fucking what they're yeah. pumping out nowadays, but... but he just put a load of prompts in and then produces a hardback book. Okay. Yeah. Um, but of course, if so, you're cool, it's the old story. If you're cool, nobody goes for you, do they? Yeah. 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 <laughs> oh, God. So, Does that mean everyone's going to come for us? <laughs> yeah, probably. Well, yeah. we've made no kind of claim one yeah. way or the other. We've not generated any AI outs. I wouldn't know how to fucking start, mate. That's the thing with me. Yeah. I've got a fucking Scooby Doo. You know, you know. I'm, I'm not, you know, and I'm more interested in seeing well, physical art anywhere and, and the, pen, the pen and ink, the smell of the ink, all the taste of the biscuit. <laughs> I told you, there's someone on that stable diffusion thing said, like, this is what I did. And he posted out some of his artwork. So like, these are the prompts I use. So I just copy, went to stable diffusion, paste, and I've got. It's comparable stuff, it's right? Like, it's not if that's it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> come on. I mean, I'm 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 not going to use any Creative. of those. I'm not going to use any of those fucking. There's that fucking Joker on Twitter is like who wrote to these art companies saying that I can replace several of your artists. That's hard, mate. You're <laughs> fucking having a laugh. <laughs> There's a word for those people. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm I'm in Angoulême actually, so it'd be interesting to see, um, you know, the, the place of the ninth art, you know. Yeah. Be interesting to see what the thoughts Ooh, are there with yeah, AI. Yeah, yeah, yeah. See what the thoughts are. See, um, be interesting to see if there's anything out there. Yeah. Um, yes. Beyond beyond our bubble, beyond the bubble of the awesome pod. Is um, which Uncle M uh, curated? Um, or does he just turn up? What do you mean? Like, so if I, if I uh, apply for a table, they'd be like, right, Dan, what are you selling? Uh, I think you can. I think so. Okay. Yeah, I think you can just do that. Yeah. Okay. Because yeah. that, that'd be. Uh, I've not seen that many conventions so far where they've said you cannot sell AI art. I haven't seen that. Can. That's a good point, actually. No, no I haven't seen that. That'll be the next. Sure, yeah, that'll... I'm not sure that's coming down the road. Yeah. It's that... like when we started this show. Do you remember the big drama was people who are selling IP pictures? Do you remember? Yeah. 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 Now it's that. And yeah. like also, there's like now the NFTs and AI art's going to be the next one. So there'll be a lot of, a lot of stuff like that. Well, we'll keep. But, okay, so. For example, you own a character, you know, um, but not, you know, not Banana Man, can't say that, can I? Um, I don't know, Orange Man, yeah. yeah? And you want to put his name into an AI thing and come up with a cover of Orange Man. No good? 
No, I suppose not because you're just using other people's images, aren't you? Yeah. It, I always thought that. I can't, the can, thing is, I can't answer it because I just wouldn't do it. If you could yeah, train just, train it on my artwork and say well, right, only on your own artwork, own artwork, and then said like, right, what's it, what would this look like? And it, it dumped like about five different ideas for a camera. Doesn't image. that take away? You know, yeah, but I, I'm not sure if I'd use that as like. Say you, yeah, say you. I think right, that that composition, something there. If I moved that or tweak this and redrew it. So like here's here's a one for example you're a long standing comic artist and maybe let's say your eyesight's fading you know you're losing your eyesight and you've got you've drawn 800 comics in your life can you feed them into a generator and create a comic is that ethical oh man i don't know weird one isn't it i don't know i, I can't answer it i mean i th- yeah i think it's <laughs> But then you're falling into the fact that people panels off people anyway, don't they? Yeah, you know? I've got moral yeah. objections to it, but then yeah. it's their work. That's, I, yeah. I don't, don't know what's it's their there. business, isn't it? I suppose. Yeah, yeah. 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 But, but also, uh, also, also yeah. there's that. You know, you have you could say the argument of like, oh, well, it's their work, but to the the wider public, you know, the pe- the pitchforks and torches crowd, they don't care about a lot of it. That the yeah. there's a lot of self righteous people who just want to rise up against something even when they don't know about it and they'll use it to hammer the people they don't like yeah, yeah. that's what they'll do as well you know yeah, yeah. Um, um or people so, they think are more popular than them or people who think yeah. they're doing better than them or I'll just get yeah. 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 yeah yeah um it's a it's, so, it's definitely it's an interesting topic we want obviously we wanted to be careful about talking about it and uh as you can tell we've all you know um you know, no one, no one can say, "Oh, I don't have skin in the game," because we all like comics, so we wanted to go. Yeah, they, it's going. We're going to keep an eye on it. Hmm. Um, I'm, I've still got that. Ah, oh, it'll pass. It's a flash in the pan. I've still. Got I think that to off. a certain extent yeah. it is. I think to yeah. a certain yeah. extent, I put my money on the fact it will be less talked about in a year. Yeah, yeah, and probably less out, yeah. out there yeah. in a year. But I think it will still be there as a tool that some people yeah. might use. That's what yeah. I'm going to say. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. We could be proven wrong and do another show where we're like, "Well, fucking hell, this is a bit worrying." Um, but right, right now, um, it's all about being informed. That's what that's what we'll say. Um. And, no, it's half the battle. Yeah, yeah. and if and if you are <laughs> and if you are a, a you know, so many talented artists out there <laughs> to get in touch with them. Expensive yeah, though, so. aren't they? <laughs> <laughs> Have you ever heard of the uh... joking? Joking. <laughs> oh, yeah, we all stepped away from Tony there. It's like, he, yeah, he said it. Yeah. Have you ever heard of the uh, the fallacy or the thing of uh, Rocco's basilisk? Regarding no, the eyes? what's this? It's, an, it's a th- thought experiment that this guy come up with and they're not allowed to talk it on the forum boards because they got banned. But years ago, it was the idea of like this uh, all-knowing, omnipresent AI in the future. And after knowing about it now, as I'm telling you, you didn't help bring it about. It would go through human history and try and recreate the perfect version of you and torture them for eternity. All right. Huh? <laughs> that's a good reason to get off Twitter, isn't it? Let's yeah. face it. Yeah, yeah. But unfortunately, I've told you and all the listeners now. So if you do not help the advance, it's like some kind of digital disease. We're all yeah, fucked now. Uh, yeah, yeah. You can you can find well, yourself. It, Maybe like, you're in the hell already. It's, it's like that. Um, Sometimes I wonder. Like, <laughs> yeah. What was it? The website. That when you, you read get? that fucking X Men comic? No, the uh, Miss Marvel comic. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I would run the Marvel Infinite comics this week. You think that Miss Marvel's bad? Never read those. Fucking hell. That um, what you said, Dan, reminded me of that uh, website. Do you remember the the game? Have you heard of the game? 
Yeah, and I just lost it. You just lost it because you had a. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the only way to win the game is not think about the game. Not think about it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a boner, um, isn't it? Yeah, oh, don't think. Oh, you don't yeah. think about it. Don't go down. That the rule. Yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yeah, Got a bit of topic there, but yeah. Back to boners. Yeah. We've done dildos this week. But we? of course, if, if there's um, sex robots, if then... there's any <laughs> kind of done that. Um, if yeah. there's any discourse, keep the discourse going and discussion and on the Slack group. Um, get in touch with us and, and join that list. Mm. Surely this this conversation will continue for probably about another six months before it dies down a little bit. More. Maybe, yeah, yeah I think maybe. so. Maybe. Who, who knows? Yeah, be an, there'll be we, something new, won't there? But we're going to keep our eye on it because usually off, off, you know, when we're not recording, uh, we're not we're sort of saying to each other, "Oh bloody hell, have you seen this?" So um, yeah. yeah, yeah, we're always watching. Well, Dan says it's porn. Yeah. Oh yeah, Dan just sends us some absolute grot. <laughs> Talking about that, I've been I sent um, my <laughs> what? Hold on, to, where's uh, this going? <laughs> keep going, Dan. Keep you, going. You know, uh, <laughs> Simon, Simon's putting together a kind of a, a fanzine journal kind of thing of yeah, like, I read your story, very good. Mine's to do with uh, naughty comics. So partially, sexual partially awakening of young Daniel Butcher. Yeah, some of it's been on this show where I talked about the element of sex special, but then I go on to tell another story which I kind of forgot about, and then when I was kind of thinking, how am I going to win this? Uh, I, I thought of another incident which was quite amusing so that draft's gone to Simon today so I'll see if you, you like it oh good one did you just say the sexual awakening of Dan Butcher yeah there's a the... comic that's an AI comic oh, <laughs> oh, put that into a, put that into one of these machines that exist I don't know what they are <laughs> Dan Butcher <laughs> comma sexual awakening <laughs> <laughs> somebody's going to do it now they won't I think that most of them are set up like you can't do uh, NSFW work, uh, stuff on them but they're, they're uh, that's a shame yeah big shame we'll hack it we'll hack it yeah oh dear anyway uh, yeah. do we have any shout outs this week James? yeah I've got a couple so first up um, if you missed out on explosive sweet freezer razors from Gareth Hopkins you can go to his website and buy them um, or perhaps you haven't read any of his other work and you're, you've heard us talk about it but you're a bit new to it yourself and you fancy I'll give this a go then go and have a look at www.grthink.bigcartel.com. You can buy a copy, much recommended by us, and a number of other websites for copyists. Um, next one, submissions for DUI 3 are still open and lots are coming in. Um, you can still send pitches to Eamon at duicomic3 at gmail.com. We can also announce, I know if you're on the Slack, um, you'll have noticed this, but we can also announce that this year's the brilliant mental health charity Mind will be the recipient of the money we make from it. Um, thanks to everyone so far for all their efforts. So uh, I get access to the pitches. So I'm, I'm reading through some stuff now. There's some great stuff coming in. Yeah, well worth looking at. Nice. Um, and I think we're nominated in the Comic Scene Awards, which got brought to my attention today. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, yeah. I think we're as a podcast or the in one of the podcast. sections. Yeah, most unruly <laughs> podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So Thanks for anyone who uh, put us forward for that. Appreciate it. Yeah, yeah. thanks for that. Um, uh, Dan, have you got any shouts? Yes, my one. Uh, uh, a superhero-based Kickstarter comic that I saw on Kickstarter, which I've just said. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> project, project now, now, sis, N-A-O-S-I-S, uh, issue 0, 1, 2, and 3, a superhero sci-fi adventure with no multiverse or extra lives. This bit did put me off a bit. A cross between Mortal Kombat and Avengers and The Watchmen. And I was like, oh, what? God, I've already put that in there. What? But like when I when I went through and looked at the art, it's very Ryan Otley-esque. And I was like, oh, yeah, this looks quite nice. So uh, I'm, I've am i gone in with a uh, digital backing and I'm going to uh, 
see what that's like. I'm always a bit worrying when people put up stuff like Watchmen, etc. It's like, okay, I've just sent it to you guys now so you can take a look. But uh, that's sailing towards this goal. It's gone over. It's, it's, it's his target. So that'd be backed all going well. Nice. Go check that. See if it's a cup of tea or not. Nice. JWC just literally just sent us a message about um, a joke AI thing. So I forwarded that to you. Uh, uh, um, Must have known we're talking. Her ears must be burning. Yeah. Yeah. I hope she's not listening to this later. But I'm thinking, fucking hell, what are you talking about? I told them about it and they just didn't listen. Yeah. 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 We know nothing. It goes in one ear and out the other. That's that's. (laughs) It wasn't. To be fair, it was like ten days ago we recorded the interview. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you go to uh, negativespacecomics.com there's, um, they have a bunch of uh, comic creation creating competitions coming out throughout the year um, like pitches, student writing competitions, short comics um, there's one currently at the moment accepting 20 to 24 page original comic scripts it's a uh, women's comic book writing competition I just had to read the email then um, yes it gives creators an opportunity to grow their professional connections and learn more about what it takes to thrive in the comic book industry they are um, accepting uh, submissions from January the 9th to March the 9th um, if you go to um, negativespacecomics.com you can find out more about is it. that a ladies only one um, yes, w- yes, women's comic book writing competition. Uh, right, okay. The winner will receive mentorship from three ind- ind- industry professionals, editors, agents, writers, illustrators, or publishers. Learn how to pitch, connect with editors, work with artists, and create the career of your dreams. Um, there's a few more competitions as well coming later in the year. So, yeah, go to negativespacecomics.com. Thank you to them for um, getting in touch with us. Nice one. Um, without further ado... I think it's that time of the week where um, we should recommend some stuff to some lovely people, don't you think? I yeah. So yeah, yeah. So um, <clears throat> Tony, do you want to top and tail us? Okay, my first one is Kia Wordsmith issue three, written by Dave West, art by Ian Ashcroft, logo designed by Ian, book designed by Andy Blore, <laughs> pin up art by Grant Richards in within the comic. But I think there's an extra one coming by our own Danny Boy Butcher, um, and also edited by Gemma West. Um, Honestly, I read this sort of stuff and I think, how good does Ian have to get for DC not to utilise him on a reboot of the Vertigo universe? <clears throat> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um, or give him an Electra book. I think he would just be amazing on that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, another, it's, it's another indie masterclass in design um, form and colour, actually. The colour's mm. great on this. Um, every single page and, and there's a particularly an outstanding early i've only ha- i've only seen the digital on this so i really want to see a physical copy where i can open it to this double page spread but so far i've only read it you know when you get the digital copy through the double page spreads are often split do you know yes. what i mean yes, yes yes so i'm looking forward to seeing the double page spread and it's all this beauty but it's um they're all they're all proper wow moments genuinely you know um previously we've i think one of us it might be me has referred to ian's work as having a sort of it's like a ballet of action you know, there's there's moments in Kia where she she's a, she dances and throws herself across rooftops and stuff like that. Yeah, and he he maintains that and improves on that sort of fluidity of movement. Um, there's there's a, a way everyone holds themselves in his comics, which I think is really nicely done and really um, individual to his art. Um, but this also shows his chops. So we've seen a lot of the action, we've seen a lot of the design, and now we're well and truly within this world now. And what he shows in this one, certainly for the middle section of it, is that he can do extended talking heads moments, but they aren't boring. And he plays with layouts. 
there's a few layouts in this that are very JH Williams. You know, there's a few sort of almost like corner box moments of heads talking, but they they are arranged around another image. Very nice. There's um a great character who's half British bulldog and half massive human barbarian warrior, um, and he fights anthropomorphic lizards with a massive axe and that's just like a real knock your socks off moment towards the end of the comic which is actually glorious um the story pushes on with kia and we get a little more caught up in 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 this sort of city uh, mythical city based urban adventure that's going on um magic is very much and is at the forefront of the storyline and you're always wondering um who's playing off who who's really who when's the next shoe gonna drop what is everyone what they seem to be um and there's a there's it's a very fantasy i think you like it v because i know you like that sort of fantasy backdrop thing there's a lot yeah. of um names you know i almost feel like i've got to take notes sometimes reading it to, to work out who's who and the, you know there's like a lot of um, fantasy names you used in it um the it's it's the first i think it's the first time that kira has come out via time bomb now because they're over at time bomb now aren't they i think um which mm-hmm. happened just after we had who did we have on was it ian or Common we had on, so that the, the, they're now a property of theirs. Yes, okay. um, and Kia's now moved from a sort of the, the way I see it is, it's almost like the growth of Kia because when you, when it starts out, she's this daughter, this carefree spirit who's beginning to, you know, who's who's uh, traveling across the rooftops and stealing. She's almost like a, a cool burglar, you know, fancy setting burglar. Um, but this, you get more of a sort of the sense of there's there's something more to it. There's something destiny is pushing her in a certain way. Um, and actually, the theft that she commits in issue one is coming back to haunt her now to a certain extent. Um, don't forget, there's actually, this is issue three, but there's actually four issues. So you've got issue one, two, you've got something called the in-between, which explores um, something that happened between issues one and two. And then you've got issue three. Um, also, at the same time came out, um, I got Tales of Arakam's Scar, which is um, not done by Ian, but written by Dave with a different artist. I haven't read it yet, to be fair, which explores another area of this universe. You can go to Instagram and find Ian at ian.ashcroft.art. You can go to Twitter and find at Time Bomb Comics. And then you can go to the web and find timebombcomics.com. And I'm not sure if they're a sale yet because I think they're still about to send out the physical copies. I know you backed it, Dan, didn't you? Yes, I did. Um, yeah, I've got the Yeah, I think the back. we're still yeah. we're still waiting to waiting to get the physical copies out yet. But so I suppose after that, the decent thing to do, isn't it, always to put it on the website after the the backers have received theirs. So I think probably in a couple of weeks you'll be able to get a copy of it on the website. But if you missed out on it, I guarantee you need to go and get all four issues. Ian's like properly fucking killing it on this, I'll tell you what. And I'm mm. behind the scenes. Um, I saw some other art of his with another project and fucking hell, really good. Great stuff. Yeah, he's ne- next step up again, you know. Um, I, I, sometimes I think I like his black and white best. And then I see this and I think, no, I really like his colour as well. You know, why he's not in 2000 AD? Fucking it. Fuck only knows. <clears throat> Mm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Who burped then? Yeah. I put um, my lips like a, a horse so, <laughs> to uh, signal my in- incredulity in not being working for 2000 AD. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Good. All right, guys. That's my first one. Kill Wordsmith three. There you go. Nice, Dan. Uh, I so I, I'm on this fucking wagon very late, but the uh, the Teenage Ninja Turtles, the last running, I got the half cover. Great. Absolutely great. So uh, the blurb goes like this. Who is the last Ronin? In a future battle-ravaged New York City, a lone surviving turtle embarks on a seemingly hopeless mission to seek justice for the family lost from legendary TMNT co-creators Kevin Eastman, a piece that allowed get ready for the final story of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in three, de- three decades in the making. So I kind of lazily called this uh, 
the the teenage mutant ninja turtles do the dark knight uh where it's sort of the, the yeah. turtles at the end of their days and the story plays out i'm not going to give it away there's only one left of the four all the rest yeah. of them have perished and throughout the tale the art style changes as the one turtle looks back and reflects on past events and what's happened and how these stories played out and one of the the great things is the the kind of glimpse into this like intergenerational feud that the uh the Uruku clan and the the turtles clan which I can never remember the name of they've been fighting this war between each other for for generations uh and one fighting the other and killing the other and back and forth and now like it sort of reaches this apex here where uh the the last turtle takes it on the the last of the uh Uruku clan and uh and about to the finish, and it's you got to think like the the city's now. It's jumped a lot in the ten fifteen years that the the story from now stops to the future. It's kind of almost cyberpunk cyberpunk like with huge uh, skyscrapers and everything. The the artwork, I think, it's done by who's the artwork done by again? Esau uh, Escora, Ben Bishop, Isaac Escora, and Kevin Eastman. We've done some right. uh, obviously the original artist and layouts by Kevin Eastman, and just great. I mean, lovely action sequences. Uh, the, the flashback stuff when it changes art style is amazing. Uh, I was hooked, it was like I, I read it all in, in one sitting, and then I've, I've on the last chapter, I was like, right, wait, I'm gonna leave this and mm. let it sort of uh simmer for the rest of the day. And I read it on my journey home, and it doesn't disappoint, it's really yeah. good. It made a lot of best of lists last year, didn't it? It's, um, I can totally understand why. Yeah, yeah, I really dug it, man. It's absolutely yeah. solid. Like, it's I can't recommend it enough. If you well, like, it's nice it's, hardback. I don't think it's too expensive from no. memory. Yeah, I've got it's twenty quid. Uh, oh, that's good, isn't it? Fucking hell! Yeah, it's, it's a right old chunk. You can go into this if you've got a passing knowledge of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. If you you know nothing about them apart from the cartoon, you'll be fine. It's yep. it's for kind of fans new and old. If you're kind of an older one, there's there's stuff in here which are, oh, that's that character. Oh, look, it's referring back to that incident. But uh, like The Dark Knight, you can pick it up and just get cracking and enjoy it for what it is. And I'd, I'd highly recommend it, hence me talking about it right now. So yeah, go check it out. Teenage Ninja Turtles, The Last Ronin. Even though Ronin's a master for samurai and they're ninjas, I'm not going to get funny about that. <laughs> <laughs> But you have a bit there, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. I just I've got shot. one niggle. If I've got one yeah. good. Well, I yeah. think you'll find. Um, yeah. Oh, brilliant. Yeah, I need, I need to get on some of that. Yeah, I think you'll dig that. You'll dig yeah. that. Yeah. That, the, the stuff when it talks, they talk about like what happens in the past 15 years ago. And it's like, man, if Turtle comics are like that, I want to be fucking reading them because they're yeah. great. Like all the characters have moved on and they're kind of, they're different yeah. from just it made me think the one time do you remember when they did uh, Eric Larson wrote a crossover between the Ninja Turtles and the Savage Dragon yeah and basically like Larson seemed to have watched one episode of the TV show <laughs> and the Turtles are all just talking the same like oh what's up dude let's get pizza and so like, you didn't get these characters at all Larson mm. you just totally missed the fucking it was this book that made me go and buy the first two omnibuses Oh, right. Okay. Of the IDW, which I've got sitting on my read pile here. Um, nice. Yeah, I'll definitely... I mean, I've read all the old stuff. I've not read any of the IDW stuff. I, remember, I read the original run. I think I got on at yeah. issue, was it four or something like that, I think, okay. when it was real rough black and white. Yeah. You know? hmm. Yeah, I really like that. 
I mean, the Shredder dies in the first episode, the first issue of Turtles. It does come back, but right, it's uh, it's an odd spoilers, one. Spoilers, uh, Dan. <laughs> well, yeah, for like a nearly 20, 30 yeah. year <laughs> I don't think they expected <laughs> it. There's a bit of emotion just, in your voice there. I was worried about you. For it's going to be like a one-shot deal. Like, just oh, this is this silly comic we're putting out, and then before we know it, they're sitting on top of a uh, more yeah. million-dollar empire. <laughs> Married to porn stars. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> One, a man can but dream. Wasn't <laughs> one of them married to Julie Strain? That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah one of them yeah. was. Yeah. Oh, okay. There you go. Judge Julie. Yeah. <laughs> no longer with us. Yeah. Okay. Vincenzo? My my uh, my recommend for the week is uh, a, an entire graphic novel rather than an issue. Uh, it starts off with a quote: "Cursed are we, brother, for I am your killer." It shall never be forgotten. Harsh is the verdict of the Norns. Which is uh, from the saga of Heydrich and Herva, 13th century AD. The author is unknown. Sounded a little bit the start of Noggin the Nog there for a second. (laughs) 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 Well, the author of this particular book is known. Um, This is a book by Eric Krieg. And I hope I said that right. It's a Dutch uh, illustrator. Um who has been around for quite a few years and known, I think, this is his first graphic novel. Um, he did In the Pines uh, for Fantagraphics and Gutsman, apparently. Um, a traditional sort of brush artist uh, um, and sort of limited palette illustration that brings brings to mind the sort of palettes of like John McNaught and like great sort of three-colour sort of illustrations, like old-school sort of... Um, Real retro kind of colour palettes. This is the book The Exile from uh being it's a translation, English translation is being put out by Living the Line Publishing, um, which should be hitting stores in February. If you listen to this in February, then you know, see if you can find it. And basically what this is, after seven years of exile, battle hardened Holstein Thordson returns home to Iceland only to find that old wounds haven't healed. His stepmother Solvig and his half-brother Otar are besieged by wood thieves, directed by her unwelcome suitor, Einar. Their exile's presence disrupts the delicate balance and threatens to tip all of Iceland into violence. Um, I, I sort of... We got a copy of this um, from Living the Line through sent through so thank you very much to them like a preview copy i immediately want this book on my shelf there was a kickstarter yeah, it for lovely, it. Isn't it? yeah there was a kickstarter for it um and we spoke in the past about the importance of um what was it what, what am i thinking I've, I've the words escaped me you know when you send an email out about books <laughs> why can't press, release. press release yeah. why, why can't i think about that um and this was one that caught my eye because it actually had like images of the actual pages. Within two images, I was like, I need to read this fucking book. Um, because, seriously, I would have pages of this framed and on my wall. They are absolutely stunning. Definitely artwork that's in in sort of my wheelhouse. And when I read up, I and I wanted to read the book, the, about like the illustrator and like his methods and stuff, I read afterwards. Um, so to know that he's he's done this like with with brushes, kind of blows my fucking mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but this is 
it's an epic story that's also quite sort of small in scale. Um, it's very cinematic in its telling. I thought I was going in for like a, a dark, visceral, you know, action-packed, almost revenge, you know, that kind of tale. And it isn't that, but there are elements of such things. It's a very layered storytelling. And as I was reading it, the more I read, once I got past the point of like, just looking at the pages like, my God, my God. And it is, <laughs> um, I immediately thought, this is like a Western. It's very reminiscent. Reading it, it felt like um, something like Unforgiven. Or like those sort of, you know, when like an old gunslinger with a past yeah. has returned back to a town. That, and I thought, God, it really does have that sort of thing to me, which made me think about how. I mean, we think of them as westerns, don't we? These sort of stories of like, you know, the old gunslinger returning and they've got a past, and you know, their past haunts them and eventually catches up with them, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But these are stories that are that are eternal. Of just just because I'm used to seeing them in westerns, of course they've happened like like forever. Um, but the Exile has that sort of western kind of pacing, which means that when I when I looked up the Kickstarter page, which is long since passed by the way, um, and it succeeded on its goals, so it's going ahead. Um, they actually describe it as like it's an equal parts action western and a family drama, um, and there's stories of like choice and consequences. There's, there's a small cast of characters that within the first few pages, immediately, um, one thing that caught me, there's a foreword actually by the author that's in October 2018, sort of saying, this is historical fiction, but it is fiction. He's based some things, you know, sometimes when you see these books, you'd be, you'd probably be forgiven to thinking, oh yes, you know, this is probably real people. It feels like it's real people. It's like, no, this is an entirely fictionalised thing but there may be some references to real stuff at the time in that sort of culture. Some words. There's a glossary in the back of terms that are used throughout the book that describes what these words mean. Um, that's not to say that you'll read it thinking, what does that mean? And that was one of the things that impressed me. The The story just flows, just keeps going. You, you're with it the whole way. Um, but I like the fact that it has like a glossary of terms if you want to be more educated about stuff. And a bibliography about like vikings and uh, you know iceland at the time and things like that um it feels like a substantial piece of work and it is because it's 194 pages all told um it's it's a chunky book i could talk about the art forever i could pull out certain pages that are amazing the first page itself is just a, a just the feet of the exile himself stood upon a floor of bones with two ravens at his feet um, that is done in whites, blues and reds um, that is just absolutely stunning uh, I, and there's, it's not the only page that's like that uh, I could yeah, I could talk about the art forever but the, the story itself before I knew it I was, I was sort of caught up I thought oh, I'll just read a little bit of this and I just kind of kept going I kept going thinking that there was going to be like an explosion of major violence that we're so used to seeing in a lot of um, books. And this feels like a very European book. Okay. You, were saying well. it, you were saying it's a, a translation, isn't it? Yes, it's right? a translation. It was originally published in, uh, in Holland. 
Oh, right. Yeah, in 2018, I, I believe. And it, and it has been sort of um, translated for the Spanish market and I think French and stuff. But uh, Living the Line, um, okay. I'd be able, uh, they're putting it out, the English translation yeah. as well. That's what they're, they're a good company. They're the ones um, who did Plaza that I mentioned last year yeah. by Yuichi Yokoyama. Yeah, yeah, great company. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, I know the publisher, um, Sean Michael Robinson, um, in, in the email was talking about it and it's talking about the new art, it, you know, as soon as seeing it, the art catches you, but it's actually the the story itself, which is speaks of generational sort of violence and revenge. And there's the ghosts of pasts. Because I, I started this book with preconception, preconceptions of in my head of who these characters were and how the story was going to go. Not, you know, nothing about the book said it's going to be like this. There's just that because I'm used to these kind of stories. Yeah. But like, you know, see where it's going to go. Yeah. But like watching Unforgiven for the first time, that doesn't go how you think that's going to go. <laughs> that, 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 that's sort of like, okay, you, you know, you're, you're sort of weaving it. It's not, it's all the more powerful for it because you're brought into, um, and I don't want to spoil any of the moments that, um, there are moments of violence in it. And there's moments that could be seen as not supernatural, but obviously at that time with um, certain witchcraft, you could say in some ways, and those sort of beliefs that's that's brought into it. Um, there's it's at this time where they're just starting to build the first Christian churches. That's a sort of a sort of background plot line that's also weaving its way through the main character. Certainly, there's a twist heart about two thirds of the way through, which does change your opinion in in quite a way. Uh, but but then it gives you elements afterwards that makes you doubt that opinion. It's it's a fascinating and layered bit of storytelling. Um, and I kind of I want to talk about the ending with people okay i want to talk about the ending with people because if i say anything too much about it now it gives the game away okay because i i think like a lot of stories you have to sort of read it that that isn't you know and that's not me saying wow you have to see this amazing action event it's it's just the way that and i think good stories good books good films they linger with you don't don't they you know when, yeah. when certain elements mm. happen you like okay it's not that I'm not sure how to feel about that, but I'm going to be thinking about that for a while. So how does that make me feel? And that was an interesting... When I, fin- when I finished it, finished the PDF, I thought, oh, wow. Is it They're- a one-off or is it open for another? It's a one-off. One and right, done. Okay. One and done. Um, in the, I think it's going to retail at 40 US dollars. It's a, it's a hardback book. And it's oversized, which is a joy to hear about because, you know, these sort of books, you kind of want them in that sort of European annual size. Has it been solicited, do you know? Um, I believe it is available um, for stores. Diamond affiliated comic stores can order it. So it must be. It must be. Must be in the previous catalogue. Yeah, it must be in the previous catalogue. It's well worth checking out. Um, I might. I'll probably uh, now that I've spoken about it today. I'll, I'll post a couple of pages and just sort of, you know, online and sort of say you need to check this out. Um, just because it is a is a stunning piece of work, I think. 
Um, and fascinating because normally when we speak of Vikings in this sort of that era, you immediately think of like you know it's all violence and just yeah. But there's more to it. There's more with yeah. families and it's not black it's, and white. There are levels of grey going on. So many levels of there's it. There's that really popular. Is it manga and anime? Is it Vinland Saga or something? Yes, like that? that's the one. Yeah. That's like super popular at the moment, isn't it? So it's not a bad timing to bring this out as well. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Well, it could be an, another year of the Viking because I know obviously Vikings in popular culture. Yeah, never been bigger, have they? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Apart from when they were actually were Vikings, yeah, you know, I think yeah. they were quite. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I always wondered like, how can they, this thing be popular ever again? They're suddenly like, oh, it's fucking massively popular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm waiting yeah. for phone sex to come back. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just give me a call later, Tony. I'll, I'll, I would. I'll make it happen. <laughs> but um, yeah, with the cast of characters on this as well, when you open the book, a nice thing is is there's a double page spread where. It's almost like a sort of history book. There's a sort of double page spread where you see the lineup of of characters, the cast, so you know, oh, this this is the name of this person, this is the name of this person. Yeah, you need you that all... when you've got strange right. names, yeah, non non traditional names for people for our normal reading. Yeah. yeah, there's a dog called Siggy the dog. Um, I'll give you this spoiler: the dog lives. I, thought, oh, I, it's, it's I won't read important. things with dog style. Yeah, exactly. That's cool. that's why I wanted to let yeah. Tony know that. Uh, <laughs> but like when Holstein turns up, he's not on his own. I mean, he's an exile to his own land, but he's with two warriors. Um, one one of them that's called Baldy, and the other one Uko. But they're like clearly, they were part. They, those the three of them must have been part of the. The dirty doesn't. Do you know what I mean? They, they were three. They're the three badass warriors who who have just turned right. up, turned back up. So like his friends that have turned up with him immediately have character that you're like, oh, I really like these. These are proper dudes. <laughs> um, so it's yeah, yeah. Look out for it. The Exile, uh, Living the Line Publishing, and Eric Creek. That's K R I E K. Um, I tell you what, I don't know how long this took him. I know it is his first graphic novel. But where's the next one? This is amazing. He could have just put the prompts in for that, couldn't he? Do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Oh, That's God. proving it's rubbish. Yeah. AI is rubbish. Yeah. We proved it. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. But it's, yeah, it's stunning. As as always, sometimes, you know, you, you have to see it for yourself with comics, don't you? You really do. Yeah. But this, this came out of nowhere. Um, so... I'm definitely by the end of by the end of this year, by the end of end of twenty twenty three, I'll have this on my shelves. That's that's my plan. Nice. There you go. So Tony. Uh, last one, yeah. So uh, my final one is Fractures, issue one of four. Um by the we 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 suspect this might be a made up name, but I'm told I'm told that it, it's his real name, Wolfgang Crow. The, best, the best name. Yeah, great the best name ever. Who goes by the name of Wolf, I'm told by Tom um, this week. Um it's um, warnings. This involves a suicide attempt. So I think for anyone who's upset by that sort of thing, people will be. Um, it's published by Colossus Press, and um, watch this space in a minute. I'll be announcing a competition to win a copy. Um, it's oversized um, and perfect bound. Um, do you remember the? It's bigger than A4. Do you remember the um, Silver Surfer Treasury Edition we got? Yes. Um, do you remember that? it's slightly smaller than that? Okay. Um, but yeah. So it's, it's it's a good it's a good comic, and it's that is good value. Eight quid. I'll tell you now. Having surfed the small press shelves at um, Gosh yesterday, that is a good price. Too now, um, it's an autobiographical black and white. It mixes hard. It mixes um, some quite hard hitting reality stuff with um, 
flights of imagination, flights of fancy, I suppose you call it, using them as metaphor. Um, the the story behind it is that in 2015, the creator Wolfgang was the victim of an unrelentingly vicious homophobic attack whilst working in his family business in Plymouth. He was a student, Plymouth University, and this story then inspired um, by those events to make a comic out of it. Um, and it, this is issue one of four, and the attack happens in this one. So there's, it does focus on what happens in the attack, but it also f- focuses on what happens after it to everyone, which is, to me, e- equally as interesting. Um, it's told partly in narration, which I do like. I'm fond of that sort of tactic. Um, if only the um, writer of Master of Kung Fu, which just got cancelled, had remembered that that was told in narration, it might be still be going. Um, and it does take its time in involving you in what in the character, the life of the protagonist, and um, some sort of auto bio. This is where I live. Um, this is who I am. This is what happened to me, kind of stuff. Um, and then you get him recounting what's happened to him um, in quite an interesting um, bookend way. Um, he recounts to a psychologist. So he's. I think what's happened is he's failed in his exams at Plymouth Uni, and he has failed because something terrible has happened to him. So he goes to a psychologist and he's, this woman says to him, I've got to be able to assess you to see whether you can retake the exam or retake the year. I'm not sure which. Um, and he goes to her and he's telling her the story and she says, look, I won't be shocked. You can tell me anything. So he goes on to recount what's happened to him. And a lot of it is told in um, the, the harsh reality of what happened during the attack. And also part of it is told in the, there's a great, there's a great sequence. I showed you it before v didn't i which is there's this moment in it where as part of something that happens in the attack involves a coffee mug which has kind of got a thumbs up image on it with everything is going to be okay and in his sort of flight of fancy he's lost at sea he's floating you know he's he's worried about drowning and, and the storm comes and rather it being rain it's a storm of these mugs and it's so beautifully told he's got a real skill with the black and white there i tell you what um really gloriously done um it's not a double page spread because it's not a single image but it, it plays out over two pages uh, absolutely really involving and that foreshadowing that foreshadows this mug appearing later in the story so it's very cleverly done um i'm i feel that the um the terrible affliction that is ptsd is often overused these days you know people seem to get ptsd because they lost their yeah. punch you know what i mean there's, there's yeah. a lot of stuff yeah yeah um and i think yeah I think we don't want to cheapen it because it's something that a lot of people suffer from. Um, we, we tackled it, me and um, 4P tackled it in George Mayhem. Um, and I think the way... Trauma is something that should never be sort of minimalised, really. Yeah, it, really? exactly. Yeah, yeah. And um, Wolfgang flashes through the attack in his head in the same way that people who suffer from PTSD um, have this... They can't shake it. Do you know what I mean? They can't shake this memory... It plays on them, you know. They, you'll, you'll catch them staring into the distance, um, um, which is one of the reasons we're we're using Mind for DUI. Do you know what I mean? I think it's yeah. a great cha- uh, great charity. Um, and that storm, the storm of the coffee mugs, which sounds does sound ridiculous, but it plays to a lovely effect in this. Um, so he he's working his. I won't ruin the whole thing because and there is something that happens at the end which I'm not going to ruin because I think you should. I genuinely think this. You need to get on this. It's book one or four. But there's. Um, Something happens in the shop where this dude turns up who, who's just a fucking toad of a man, like a a bulldog of a man, you know. And um, Wolfgang, give him his credit. It's not... Well, it is completely one-sided, but Wolfgang stands up for himself. Do you know what I mean? 
He's mm. in fact he's not just he doesn't just stand up for himself. He's determined to stand up for himself throughout this fight. And um, the man attacks him, and he he does give back. Do you know what I mean? God bless him. He he don't stand for it. You know he sa- he says yeah I'm fucking gay. I have some. Do you know what I mean? And they have a fight, and this thing happens, and. Um, because he fights back, this leads into the implications of it that well, I'm suspecting will carry on through the series. Um, Wolfgang's really interesting. I think I've seen it in his art before. There's a real, a real skill in layouts. Um, there's some great use of space. There's there's an absolutely brilliant use of energy on the page. Some somewhat caricaturish, somewhat cartooning, um, and somewhat somewhat occasionally more realistic. So when the when this attack starts and Wolfgang's defending himself, it's like two big beasts. One of the pages is two these two sort of beasts fighting each other on the page, um, and the anger and the violence really jumps out. And in we get if this was just photographs of people doing it, it wouldn't have that energy. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Going back to what we were talking about before, if it would just be static. But because he's a skilled cartoonist, there's an energy and a violence and a sort of really strong realism to what's happening, you know, a real sort of passion to the art. Um, yeah, a, a really lovely surprise. I showed you the cover, actually, V. I mean, last week you said it's a great cover, and I really yeah, did. It's yeah, like yeah. a broken mirror with the, the the image of Wolfgang in it saying good vibes, um, but it's it's fractured. The glass is broken, a.k.a. why it's called fractures. Um, yeah, you can get it from Colossive.com, Colossive Press. Tom's active on the um, Slack. So... Um, we we had a little chat about the Colossus Manifesto, which I sent you a picture of this week, um, and hopefully we'll get to chat to him about it. But um, yeah, go to at Colossus Press as well. I think it's on Twitter and Instagram. Now um, we've got a competition because I accidentally ordered two copies. Um, <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so um, we've got a competition um, to win my other copy, um, and the question is thus: so you can, you can win this copy. The first it'll be first person past the, the post on this one, I think. Um, why are they called Colossive Press? So this has been talked about. If you're on the Slack, you will have seen Tom's posted a video about him talking about his work. You, you might find it's in there, um, or you might find it's on an about page maybe, but why are they called Colossive Press? Um, so go and find that out. Yeah, so that's my second one. Fractures, one of four. Go to ColossivePress.com and get a copy. Colossive.com. Colossive. Get a copy. Nice. There nice. you go. And there you go. What an absolutely stellar round of recommendations yes we're kicking off january properly aren't we over these past couple yep. of episodes i've got absolutely loads of small press stuff that turned up uh thursday friday for kickstarter stuff and i thought like, i'm gonna get through that and that's that's gonna be coming up on, on me too shows. yeah yeah i've got yeah. some crackers coming up yeah, yeah really got my two next strike, weekend yeah. yeah really sort of jammed everything up and suddenly came in and said like, wow look, there's yeah. fucking loads of comics here not everything yeah. So, um, and of course, we've got some exciting shows coming up. We're making some big plans. We won't announce. Um, there may be uh, a long line of episodes coming up. Um, a return of a certain topic, shall we say, that we're going to discuss. That when we finish recording here, we're going to do a little bit of planning for. Yes, um, and I for next week's one, I re- I reread the second issue of that series, and yeah. fuck me, does that go there yeah. this week? I'm yeah. yeah, we're very excited about next week's guest. Won't give it too much away just yet yeah because uh, i can't wait to ask some questions <laughs> um but yes we hope you enjoyed this week's episode thought-provoking stuff um if there's anything you want us to discuss more right when don't worry we're not going to talk about ai uh, every single week on this show we we thought we we had to mention it you know we had to sort of 
say that we've noticed it. Yes, yeah. Uh, yeah, we wanted to tackle it, didn't we? And we got the right yeah. people on to But do we're going to talk yeah. about proper art from now on. Uh, anyway, uh, yeah, we're yeah. going <laughs> to... If there's anything you want us to talk about upcoming, though, um, Charity Drives, uh, more. Um, if there's any comic book stores doing any, anything, please let us know, because we're all about supporting the community and what you guys are doing for it. So you can get in touch with us in several different ways. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. We're also, um, if you want to send us like your small press comic or, or you want to give us a shout out on the show, um, send some stuff through. We'll, we'll, we'll have a look at it. Follow us on uh, social media, on Twitter, at the awesome pod. And Instagram, I think it's the same on Instagram. Not that we've used the Instagram for a long time. Yeah, we need to crack on with Instagram, yeah. don't we? Yeah. 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 Um, and uh, check out check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash awesomecomicspodcast. Join the Slack group. Get in touch with us. You can do, There's a wonderful community of people on there. Lots that of is different... the best way to get a shout-out. Every week, um, lunchtime on a, fr- on a Sunday, I'll say, who's got we a shout-out? Ask... We're recording yeah. tonight, and people come up with it. Yeah, yeah. that's the best way to get a shout-out, yeah. being on the Slack. Yeah. And yeah. also, share your work, talk about the process, um, promo your work, just uh, or or pick up a cheap, uh, like an absolute bargain book. Just There's loads yeah. of different groups on there, so get in, get in touch with us on there. Yeah, uh, thank you for listening to us, whether it was on the website, awesomecomics.podbean.com. If you listen to us on Apple, subscribe and leave a review. It helps get the word out about the show and everything we talk about on a weekly basis. And if you listen to us on any other networks, such as Spotify, Amazon, Stitcher, Podnose, Podnose, what other networks are we on, Tony? We're on Pod. Who needs Tinder when you've got a bottle of Blue Nun and a Chinese takeaway? <laughs> oh, my. Just think of the calories. <laughs> old school. Uh, old school. Does wine go with a uh, Chinese meat? Yeah, a bottle of Blue, blue Nun goes with anything, my yeah. friend. You know that. You both drink Blue Nun. Yeah, that's that's Alan Partridge reference. Um, (laughs) For anyone who don't, just Google it. (laughs) Actually, maybe not with that name. There's a weight of cultural sort of (laughs) weight that has like in in the UK, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's possibly quite a cheap wine that you might have used. You know, what do you mean? It appears in the story mine actually. Oh Oh, God. Mm. What what could that mean? On that bombshell. On that bombshell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, where can people find us online, etc.? Tony? Neveronanything.com. Easy. Uh, Dan? You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And you can catch me on social media at Jester Diablo. Yeah. Thank you very much for listening, everyone. <laughs> that noise. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You're like yeah. an animated dog. Oh, thanks. <laughs> That's nice. Yeah. Yeah. They're usually like quite lovable. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Dan's, Dan's lovable. Hmm. Lick their own balls. Uh, but I don't know what animations are. animations you're looking Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My God. Your Saturday morning, morning cartoons were fuck up. Yeah, I just watching yeah. the new Scooby Doo. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyway, thank you very much for listening, everyone, wherever you are in the world. We hope you're doing okay, happy, healthy, reading lots of comics, and just enjoying the comics you read. Yeah. You know, for all the all the nonsense and all the soapboxing or whatever, we hope that you're really enjoying what, what you're reading because that's what we're doing. We're trying to do. We're mm. trying to find stuff that we enjoy, and when we enjoy it, we talk about it. Yeah. So, so please let us know what we should be reading. Yeah. If you found a good comic, let us know. Yeah. Because we, lo- we love you, don't we, guys? Mm. Yeah, I'd say so. Tony, you 
I think my audio dropped out there, don't I? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Chinny rack on. Anyway, from Dan, Dan nobody myself. Knows. Nobody knows that reference. I know, but it was on the Detectorist, <laughs> and I laughed oh, was out it? loud. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Chinny rack on. Yeah. Um, show me age there. Have a brilliant week, everyone. Read loads of comics. Keep making loads of comics. Stay awesome. Stay awesome. See ya. See ya.